Ovechkin storming in. Alexander Ovechkin curl and drag to the back end. He scores! Simply sensational! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pizzas Here podcast. I'm EA, and I'm joined by Joey and Will. We are without one of our four members today, Jake. He had some family stuff going on, so we love you, Jake. But uh, today we're joined by Ian Olin, co-founder of Russian Machine Never Breaks, a Washington Capitals blog and media galore website, you could say, I guess. But uh, yes, how's sir. it going, Ian? How's it going? <laughs> it's going Jake? good. Let's go. I told you guys before that, like, uh, so on Sundays I play uh, ball hockey with a group up in Hagerstown. Uh, and I, I pretty much, I've only missed maybe like five or six weeks of the last four years. But, like, uh, I have like a Fitbit on, and, and every time I play, it's like eight miles of running. So the rest, the rest of my Sundays are like death. So <laughs> I was yeah, going to enthusiasm through this. <laughs> and, and I don't I mean through this. Like, I'm really, I'm going to enjoy it. But. But I may not be 125% top energy today. Ah, that's all good, man. Oh, yeah, you're good. <laughs> what position? In the... I usually actually play center. Okay, so today it was kind of funny because uh, we had a really talented guy, um, Eric, who can pretty much score from anywhere, like half court. Yeah, like, I definitely He has like can. a 90 that mile per hour clapper. <laughs> that makes <laughs> so... that just like me. <laughs> he has like a 90 miles per hour clapper. So... I would basically take the face-offs like Jay Beagle and win them all and then go back to left defense and just pass it to him. Just let <laughs> it go to work. <laughs> yeah, but I usually play center or wing, and um, I always thought I'd play defense, but I win, I'm, I don't, I'm very weirdly good at face-offs, which is the opposite of Evgeny Kuznetsov. So, uh, yeah, he was, he's yeah. doing better. He's, he's doing his best. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's doing his it's best. A, it's a hit or miss. There's days where he'll go, he'll go 50%, and then there's Dude, days where it's like, get him off the ice. There was, there was <laughs> one, there was one that, like, in a recent game where he, like, won it clean, so cleanly that he, like, he, like, it, all, it went all the way into the uh, defensive zone. And I was yeah, like, I oh, saw that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, I love it. I wish I could record that and just put it on my phone and watch it when I'm sad. I don't know if that if the one you're talking about is this one, but he had he had one with like a second left in in one of the periods, yeah. and they lined up Ovi like right behind him, like hoping that he would win a draw for once, you know, right to him and get a shot off. But it was so perfectly cleaned, Ovi didn't even get like a, a hit on it. So, why well, uh, no? When he when he does something like that, it feels like Shaq hitting like a clutch free throw. You're like, yeah, <laughs> you know. So I don't it's know. surprising. Yeah. So let's get into the questions that we've got for you. Um, so RMNB started in 2009. Uh, what was it like starting it? And what was the process of building your brand and your name from the ground up? So there was, so that's a great question. So when it first started, I, you know, I don't want to go this angle, but like it's, it's the honest truth is that after I was coming out of college, I had like a tough breakup and during that time of self-discovery, uh, I, I kind of found myself, just like you guys, honestly, uh, dedicating myself to having one hour a day where I was creative. I went to art school and I felt like I had kind of lost myself and rebuilding myself into who I wanted to be. I always wanted to create because like, you know, at the end of the day, you have to make yourself happy to make other people happy. And so it was just like that, that tiny 
like little corollary that I had in my life where I just, I always have to do this. I always have to do this. And so that kind of started me on kind of like my creative journey where I wanted to be, where I wanted to kind of like document things and stuff like that. I had a roommate uh, in Owings Mills a few years later. His name was uh, Daniel Moroz. And uh, he started a silly site called Matt Weeder's Facts. And uh, while I was living with him, I was like, well, I'm a designer. I could design the website and stuff like that. And uh, and so he let me kind of jump in on that and, and help him design it. I made like a, hall of fa- a fake Hall of Fame postcard. Uh, we made shirts. And the site just went nuts. I mean, it was, the guy's nuts. Like, his, he had this like other blog where he'd write about the team and he'd get like 10 hits a day. And the Matt Weeder's Facts thing was getting like 2,000 hits a day. And uh, then Matt Weeders started getting asked about it like all across the country while he was in the minors. And so every city he went to, someone wrote about it. And so that, that site just kept on building and building and building. And I just enjoyed that process so much, especially when he got to the majors. We were like getting interviewed and stuff like that. I'm just like, this is, I feel like this is my calling, you know? So I, I approached Peter Hassett, who had been doing a uh, kind of like a personal blog. I don't know if it was a Zango or what, but it was amazing. It's, it's as amazing as his writing now. Um, and I had always kind of admired him at Frederick High. Um, he was just really a, a fun person. And I kind of approached him about doing a cap site. And I was just like, you know, it's such a great time right now because, you know, Ted is, Ted Nassis is really great with bloggers and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, we talked, we got a few people together uh, and we kind of just went for it. And uh, I will say that a lot of the bloggers, a lot of the people in the media were really welcoming to us at first. And that really helped us. And, you know, uh, I, I feel like I need to do better about that even now. And, and that's one of the reasons why I'm happy to be here. Um, uh, and uh, I, so I, I, we kind of just went from there. And every day we kind of learned and we're hard on ourselves. And, uh, yeah, and it was just really funny. The name just worked. Like Peter one day just said it out loud to me after I gave him like 65 horrible names. Uh, like I think one was like Caps. It was like Red Lion to Stanley Town, uh, Lang's Gang for oh, Quinn man. Lang. Like, oh, it was geez. so bad. Just, just and, imagine but, if that was the name. That was just I know. I'll tell you, the red, line, the red Line is not straight. It was very long and curvy and difficult. Yeah. So so uh, it was just magic. Um, I, I remember we had like Dan Steinberg on one of our uh, like email chains just asking him, like, what do you think works like as a blog name? And... He was like, yeah, that's the one. And I think we've just been lucky, honestly, just the timing of it, the support we got, um, the readership, um, the hard work, especially, and, and the top-end talent, I think, who is not me. Uh, the top-end talent who is not me. I, I feel like I'm like the anchor who brings everyone else down. But, but, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really awesome ride. Um, it's, it's, it definitely feels like my baby. Um, uh, like my creative baby um, that I share with other people. Uh, and uh, I, it's awesome. It's like my full-time job now. I, I can't believe it. So, yeah. You never work a day um, in your life if you're doing what you love, right? Absolutely. No, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> at, least it's, at least it's more for like, the, like a, a good It could be worse. It could be worse. It could be a lot no, worse. But, no, but I hear you. It's, it's, you don't really – there are times – stuff like this, like times where, you know, like even the locker party – where, where I saw you the other day, like that was, you know, that kind of stuff just for me, like I'm, I'm kind of an extrovert, I'm introverted, but I'm also very extroverted. Um, and those kind of things, like when people are like, oh, this, you know, I read it every day, stuff like that. It's just, it, it drives me so much to, 
mm-hmm. you know, just kind of deliver for people. So yeah, that's fair. We're, de- we're definitely not on on the same level as you guys just yet. But, <laughs> well, you will be. But, um... You will be. You know, I, I really quick is that I think one of the things is that um, I think Twitch, uh, I think things like streaming, uh, podcasting, if done well, and you have the right network network around you. I, that stuff is becoming a, a, a way where, where a lot of people consume stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? You guys might surpass us someday, and I will happily hand you we the can baton. Join. We, can, we can form we'll a just join. <laughs> we could be the official podcast of RMNB. Exactly, you know? bro. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, 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 I need a shirt. I need a shirt. Whoever did that illustration. I got you. <laughs> That was uh, hit you up with a guy. Dave. Yeah, Dave can, does an amazing. Oh, uh, Dave, Dave on Twitter, who's like yeah. just yeah, incredible. Oh my god. Yeah, he's insane. We love yeah, Dave. I, extra large, extra large me, I and I will wear it. All right, sweet. sweet. We got you hit up. So, like you said, you started in 2009. So you've been following the Capitals for a majority of the Ovechkin era, like when the teams got yeah. good. Because around 2009 is when they really got good. Is there like some favorite moments or interactions with players you have or remember that are like your favorites? I mean, obviously you've been around a ton of them, but have any really stood out in particular to you? Well, I'll say one thing is that as a fan, one of the before the site even happened. Uh, there were two moments, like even before the blog happened, that I just with Ovechkin that I'll just never forget, uh, and I haven't really talked about it. Like one, I actually I had like a streak of like twelve straight or something like that uh, opening night games. So I actually went to see Ovi's uh, debut. Uh, I was up in like the Eagles Nest back in the day, like the ten dollar ticks. I was at I was at UBC, so we take the uh, I would take the uh, metro down from like Greenbelt when I drive down from UBC in Baltimore down ninety five, but. Uh, I went to his home, like his like his uh, his NHL debut, and that was just that's crazy. As soon as you see him, as soon as you saw him, you're like, the Caps are never going to be the same. Because like I had been watching them since 1994, and th- those were defensive teams, um, and those were teams that never really had high end scoring talent. 1998 was kind of that year where they kind of started having more high end offensive talent, and mm-hmm. with their D, that's when they made their first Stanley Cup appearance. But when Ovechkin arrived, you're like, man, this kid at like 19 or 20, however old, old he was, you're like, wow, he's he's better than Yager. <laughs> you're like, wow, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Like he's a rookie, that doesn't make any sense. Like you don't expect a rookie to be that good that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I always remember that, and I also remember that it, like 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 Capital One Arena was like, I think it was like six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand fans, um, and and that's kind of I think part of the journey for RMB too is just to see. You know how popular the team is and i'm not saying that we're a huge part of it but we're a part of it and i think uh it's been cool to see that uh another moment was was the first playoff appearance when Ovi scored his first playoff goal uh like you guys have to play the video after oh, this yeah yeah where where he stole it where he stole he the puck from off, a flyers man. defenseman and fading away he, he ripped it past the goalie i was in the cheap seats uh and i got there was a guy from Ireland behind me because he had been talking to me all night. And he, like, everybody went so nuts that people started falling down rows because they were so excited Jeez. about the goal because they were losing 4-1. to one, And they came back to win that game 5-4. Mm-hmm. to four, Or maybe it was 4-2, to two, something like that. It was a huge comeback. And that was just, like, another moment where you're just like, I thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup in 2008. I, I really did. I really did. Um, I thought that was, honestly, him and I think it was, I don't know if that Feds was there that, that year, better? but they were yeah, so good. Remember. 
I don't know. It, feds might have been the year after, but uh, no, it was the year after because that was the Rangers series, right? Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, the two thousand eight year. That was flyer. I just you... felt like I just felt like there was some magic there, and uh, so yeah. Uh, so those are two like fan moments that uh, I like. I will never forget ever. Um, so with Armin B, um, I guess I got to start like recent um, when. So I have a I have a group of I have like I just randomly make friends with people on Twitter. I mean it's just I guess it's just kind of how it goes. I'm sure you guys just you know you're friends with Dave. Dave illustrated this amazing shirt. It's kind of weird how it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just become friends with people online, and um, I became friends with like the Altman family. They there's a bunch of kids in that family, and their dad Andy's really cool. Um, one night after when the Caps beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, the Altmans reached out to me and were like, hey, we're at Dulles. And I was like, why are you at Dulles? They're like, well, the Caps are coming back. And I was like, hmm. Um, so like 20 years before, I had, uh, in 1998, I had asked my dad after the, the Capitals won the Eastern Conference uh, Championship if I could go down to Piney Orchard because I knew they were having a party there because like, I think they announced it on HTS. And so my dad was like, no, it's too late. It's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and we got school tomorrow, this and that. And I remember seeing like clips afterwards, like all the players throwing hats in the crowd and like partying on the ice. I just felt like I missed something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that night when they invited me, I was like, all right, I'll try it. What the heck? So I drove down from Frederick to Dulles uh, at like 1.30 in the morning and they got back at like 3.05 a.m. And it was just me, the Altman's like Sheena from uh, who's one of our our huge readers and uh, like maybe like six or seven other people. And it was just all the caps came back. And they all walked back to their cars. And uh, I remember Nastia was in the car with these trainer, uh, Gus, who's one of their friends. And uh, you just see Ovi walking out with the gigantic Prince of Wales trophy. And, you know, people, he, fans were like, hey, can we hold it? He's like, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, go and ahead. Then, and, then, and he's like, trying. So he's like, everybody's in his like SUV. And so he's like trying to put, the, he thought he could put the trophy. He was like handing it to people like it doesn't fit in the back. So like he takes the trophy and like he puts it in the trunk sideways like this. Uh, and as we are going, I was like, you know, I, I, I drove like two hours down, like it wasn't two hours, but like, like 90 minutes down here, you know, maybe Ovi remembers the site. And I go, hey, Ovi, it's, it's Ian from Russian Machine. Dude just turns around in a second. He goes, RM&B, like, like with an exclamation point. <laughs> Uh, and he was like, he was like, picture, picture, picture. And so I actually, uh, like, he asked to take a picture with me. So like, like eight people took photos, and Sheena gave me like five of the ones that she took. And that was like, that made I, I hugged them after, which is maybe a little awkward. I don't know. But uh, I hugged them. I, 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 I think everybody would hug them. I'd hug them. But I, I, it was just weird. It was a magical time, and I, I remember I hugged them. And I go, I'm really proud of you. I, it's like a father. It was weird. Yeah. yeah I'm really proud of you. Obi, I'm proud of you. And I would, I would go win the Stanley Cup, big guy. I was like, you and, did this. Everybody else then, doesn't. No, I did not. No, I didn't. <laughs> but, but it was like a magical time, you know? And just, I, you know, I just felt like, at, at times, tell me if I'm wrong, it just felt like the Caps were never going to get over the hump. And uh, in that moment, it just, that night they beat Tampa, just everything came together. And it just felt like they could do it. And so... I mean, that's that's definitely like one of those moments I'll like remember forever. Um, uh, I, I mean, I could go on and on, but like the Stanley Cup day, uh, well, the the Stanley Cup parade. Um, as media, they kind of 
let they invited people if they wanted to to come cover the like Stanley Cup photo on the ice. Um, and I was like, that sounds fun. And I have to come down early from Frederick because, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are going to come down. So I might as well stay in D.C. overnight and then go and do this in the morning, see what happens. I had no idea what to expect. And I had never taken a picture with a Stanley Cup or seen it in real life. And, um, I, and I actually didn't even know the Stanley Cup would be at Capital One Arena for the photo, stupidly. But they have all the trophies there. And all the players skate out. They take a million photos. Uh, I remember I, I talked to some of the family members uh, who were really awesome. And then afterwards, like a bunch of like, uh, I think they made like an announcement, like police officers and fire firemen, you guys can take photos with the Stanley Cup. And uh, and so I was just standing over there taking photos and the uh, one of the police officers was like, hey, sir, can you can you take a photo with my phone for me? You look like a very good photographer. I was like, sure. So I took like, I took like four or five photos. He came back like, these are awesome. These are so good. Why don't you go over? And I was like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> so I ambled over there, and I, you know, I uh, that was just such a special moment because I felt like I was doing something wrong, because like mm -hmm. you know, as media, you don't participate in that stuff, right. and um, and so like when he invited me um, over to do that, I took a photo and it's just so awesome. And then after that, we go go to the you go over to uh, oh gosh, wherever they the. the I forget what you call it, the National Mall area where they're mm -hmm. holding the, the like reception and the celebration. And I just remember being up in that media tower, just like, A, feeling like kind of like imposter syndrome a little bit, you know, like Brian Mitchell to my left and Rob Carlin. And I mean, Alan May, he's not a big deal, but like, you know, a lot <laughs> of other, like, like, like Lindsay Zarniak and Doreen Gensler, like these are people I grew up on and like just standing there, just looking out as far as you go, just see people. And I knew, you know, I'm not trying to like make us out to be more than we are, but like, it was just, I felt like I had to do with a little bit of that, like just a little bit of some of those people being there or being more passionate about the team. I just, I just felt so proud, you know, it was just mm -hmm. such a great moment. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I could go on and on, but I, those are probably the two that stand out for me. Um, going to the teddy bear toss and like almost having my phone broken by a teddy bear going like 90 miles per hour from the crowd. <laughs> I jumping in the bears after one of the players kind of dared me to do it, stuff like that. Like it, you know, it's, it, stuff like that. It's it's. I feel really lucky uh, to have some of those moments. And even if it ends tomorrow, you know, no one can ever take those those memories from me. You know, Definitely. so. And if I ramble too much, tell me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're all good. No, you're good. Stories, man. He's awesome. You're spitting gold. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess this question kind of follows up on on some of the stuff you've been uh, been touching on. But you know, what what was really your vision for the Russian machine never breaks when you started it? Um, you know, did you see it getting as big as it is now? You know, from the start, or did you like surpass your own expectations uh, over the past say like decade or so, uh, just with the the outreach and the influence and the things you've been able to do as a result? I I think for me was I kind of when i first started the site i kind of wanted to take like a like a backseat role to peter and and kind of just do the behind the scenes things and um that that was kind of my vision at first was like get together a group of talented people and help and help promote them and and just present it well and have fun and maybe the stuff that really attracted me to it was honestly the access at first 
I'm not a big access guy now, but like, you know, interviewing players and stuff like that. I remember uh, we had someone, Oksana, who uh, could speak Russian to Kuzi, and we interviewed him in Russian, um, like during his first development camp. That kind of stuff really, really was cool to me. You know what I mean? Like that was why I wanted, to, I wanted to do different stuff and I wanted to do interviews because I felt like, I felt like I knew good questions to ask and this stuff that people are really interested in. Um, and I think you can look around league wide and ask yourself, are a lot of the people that are asking questions, are they really asking things that people care about? Are they, and are our players, you know, I think the players also hold a responsibility. Are they really allowing people to connect to the game? But um, anyways, I, I would just say that my vision was just to kind of help others. And Peter was really awesome about encouraging me to write. I wasn't a writer, um, you know, I, and I never saw myself as a writer. And you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. Like when you're in school, when they have you reading like literature books and telling you to write paragraphs about that, it's hard because you don't care. And, yeah. and so you get, sometimes people get this misconception. My, my, my wife was an English uh, teacher before. And sometimes people get this misconception that they're bad writers because of that. And, or, or that they don't have anything interesting to say, like they, they lose their voice because of that. Yeah. Um, that was kind of like my scarring experience in English is like, I never, I would read an entire book and th some of the context would just wash over me because it was hard enough to read a boring book. You know what I mean? And so um, I never envisioned myself writing. Um, and I, 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 the first post I thought, well, that's pretty much what I'm gonna do. You know, like I'm not gonna write pretty much more than that. And so to, to answer your question, my vision at first was not anything more than just to have fun and support others. And, um, and, and I just thought Peter was a superstar. Uh, frankly, uh, I thought he was one of the most talented writers I've ever been around. And uh, over the years, I think being exposed to his writing and his ideas has made me a somewhat competent writer, um, somewhat competent. High praise. Like, yeah, like, like I would really <laughs> emphasize that. Uh, you know, like I think Samantha Pell, Tom Gulitti, all the other beat writers are the best writers. Um, and everybody Shout else that can, Sam you know, Bell. people, well, yeah, they're, Sam Bell. they're, they're all, they all do what they do because they're just so talented at that. And what I do is a lot different. And, uh, I don't know. So, um, I think, I think if you like, a like it, as the first year went by and I noticed how many people were reading and the more Peter kind of encouraged me to collaborate, the more I noticed that I liked it and the more I felt comfortable with it and so I'd say I started having expectations for the site like in terms of it being like a top end site kind of maybe around during the winter classic time and and this, I don't know if you guys remember this at all but the Chelly events meteor uh, I felt like the meteor was was our was our day um, basically uh, I'll tell that story really quick is that I think it was around I think it was literally Valentine's Day uh, there was, we had covered a West Coast game, I think, or a really late Caps game. And we had a contributor from Russia, Fedor. And, and basically, Fedor would help us with translations and just tell us weird stuff all the time. 
And one of the weird things he told us was one night before me and Peter were going to bed. Uh, well, Peter was going to bed, and I, I had another few hours, but I was gonna, but I was just chilling. And he was like, "Hey, Ian, uh, I think a nuke went off in Chelia Bits," and that was when Koozie was playing there. And at that point, I think we all, at least within our site, knew that Koozie was was a was a thing. And like when you hear, "Oh man, he's a nuke," you know, that kind of raises your eyebrows a little bit. Like a horrible bomb or something. Like we just thought that there was a terrorist attack. To be frank. Oh shit. And so. <laughs> We started kind of covering that story uh, and translating it in English, you know, back before there was a Google Translate. And hilariously enough, this happened a week before we were Google News accredited. So uh, basically, Google News accredited means like if you cover news that's important, it shows up on search results page and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, so we covered so we started covering it like Peter would, was leading the coverage. I was helping Fedor find stuff and, and getting it to Peter. And I don't know, I was kind of, I don't know how much I was helping at all. I almost, sometimes I'm just in the way, but um, I was finding like YouTubes and stuff like that. And we're kind of piecing it together. And about 30, 45 minutes into it, uh, Russia was like, Oh, it was a meteor. And so we were like, Whoa, a meteor. A meteor. And so we started covering it more and more, and there was just like more and more like personal reports, like guys would shoot me YouTube and stuff like that, like like people had taken YouTube's of the video or found their dashboard camera and, and uploaded it online. So we were just aggregating all of that and translating everything that was coming out, and so and we were Google News accredited, and you know we had Meteor in it and all that stuff. And so when you search for Chelly Events Meteor, we were the first thing that came up on google that's awesome and our site our meager site that that was getting like i, I think like 10 20 000 hits a day we were getting yeah. we had like uh i think it was like five or six thousand people on the website in that moment and it was growing and growing and growing and growing <laughs> and then other news outlets were like using our translations to build their stories and and, mm -hmm. and quoting us so it just kept going and going and going and uh, we had like a million or so page views, or i forget how many like millions or one million but it was our biggest day ever and so we had accidentally broken the chelly events meteor news in english and um yeah so the next day i woke up and our site i think our site was struggling to like stay on and we had like uh, we had like media, like media left and right reaching out to us because I think they were like a hockey, a tiny hockey blog just first reported, you know, one of the biggest astrological news in a century. <laughs> so like the Atlantic even wrote a post about how we beat the AP to the story by like two hours or an hour or something like that. And, and so uh, I remember Ted Leonsis invited us over for some legal seafood at Capital One Arena um and we kind of worked out like an arrangement where we would contribute to the show and stuff like that and uh that was kind of like that was kind of like the moment where i was like you know and like some of the things that ted said to us about like you know how you know the site connected with people and and he reads it and stuff like that you know it it, it just it was just one of those things where you're just like you know we can do more with this that sounds like such a supreme flex though like the owner of a team you're literally created a blog for is reading your own blog that's fucking awesome my yeah opinion. that's like cool that as was, shit. he's really cool i 
I'd imagine he seems like such a nice guy. Like you can always a nice judge... contrast from Snyder. Sorry, I didn't. Mean... <laughs> <laughs> always... I, I want to say this is that like every you know someone being nice to you doesn't make the man. You know what I mean? Like there is a full context of work, and you know for a lot of people, people can evaluate it and be like, well, this and this and this, and I don't like that person. To me, I think Ted tries to run his organi- organization with love, um, and he's a he's a person who allows himself to be openly excited and stuff like that like and he he tries to help teach people and things like that and i just admire that a lot um it almost felt like he was like a second dad when i met him um and i just admire you know that vision and that heart i think is a huge part of why you know i know ted's not out there like dangling guys but i think i think he he really made the organization serious. You know what I mean? Like before, yeah. I love Abe. I love Abe, but like he wouldn't spend for players and stuff like that. And he's got the weirdest image of organization like, Ted Leonsis like in skates, just like going all like Connor McDavid on people. Like, yeah, I mean <laughs> that'd be amazing. It's, it's really, I guess, like I don't know. Are you a Washington football fan? Or are you a Ravens? That's fan a good or... question. I don't even know. I don't think so. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I watch them. I watch. Me like... and EA are Ravens fans. Yeah, we're so we're Ravens Baltimore fans, Ravens so. play. The I, uh, they don't get today. it. But we're rocking okay, so, all No, no, no. We understand. It sucks. As you're, if you're a fan of Dan Snyder's. Context team. is key here. Context is key here. I'm confused. I'm a football confused team fan. Like, uh, the best way to explain it is like when I grew up, uh, I. And Frederick, we had, we got Washington football team games and we got Ravens games, and they were on both channels, and we always got them. And so you're kind of a fan of both. And when Joe Gibbs was there, when I was like a 12 year old and stuff, you know, they were just won everything, and I loved this them. This was awesome. And we used to go see him at like Carlisle. Like my my dad was the type of dad that would like take us to like camps and get autographs and like meet the players and stuff like that. I think that has an impact on why I do RMB too, um, but. So I like I, I like both teams and like I remember I went to Baltimore my my uh, McDaniel my uh, my dad went there um, we went to go see their practices I remember Ray Lewis was like riding on the back of a cart and fell off while he's going down to the field and like stuff like that I like I just have a lot of love for the teams but like I don't because of the site I don't really focus on football that much at all anymore so like I don't have any rooting interest anymore but I do hope both teams do well. Um, I watched the Monday Night Football game where Lamar threw like four or five interceptions. Let's talk and... about that game. <laughs> no, you won. know what? You know what? Those were all fun. Most of them were fluke, though. You know what I mean? Like, like I didn't think it was a bad like game because I still thought he won the game for them. I, I really did. Zero so, Lamar Jackson slander on the pizzas. No, no, he's great. He's great. As long as he's vaccinated, he's great. But uh, <laughs> so... well, well, as a Washington fan, I would probably advise you to uh, become a Ravens fan if you were going to. Take <laughs> to uh... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, what you were mentioning about like the Caps being a well-run organization is it's I, I would say like football was my favorite sport when I was like 10 or 12 mm-hmm. or even 14, because like, you know, you grow up in America, like that's kind of just what you watch. Uh, my dad, um, big Washington fan. So I watched that more than hockey. Uh, I did watch hockey. I did follow the Caps. I was like, oh, like I'd watch the playoff games. But you know, once I got older, started like having my own like opinions. I guess a little bit more about sports and stuff. I was like, first of all, I love the game of hockey. I think the game of hockey in and of itself is is the most exciting sport to watch for me now. But you know, having Alex Ovechkin and a, and a Caps team that's constantly you know top five in the league, 
is a lot more exciting than a Washington team that might fluke their way into a wild card spot and lose in the first round, on, you know, on the best year of <laughs> my entire lifetime. <laughs> so, you know, like for me, I was like, oh, like this hockey thing, like I'm going to start watching this. And having a well-run organization, that's what creates fans. That's what made me from, you know, kind of more of a casual fan to like, oh, I, I watch every regular season game I can and I'm so so into it so yeah that, that the point you made about like them being a well-run organization you've got uh brian mcclellan who's like a fantastic general manager yeah uh, george mcphee before him i thought was pretty pretty good not although forsberg but yeah but you know what <laughs> the stuff that i you know i think i think uh, tell me if i'm wrong tell me if i'm wrong we're overly critical on twitter sometimes oh yeah 100 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too me too that's part of being a cab yeah we gotta we be critical be, man <laughs> we could be first in the league like we were a week ago but we're still gonna be shitting on every single person in the lineup on twitter that day <laughs> that's thing, just how it is the thing that the things that i like quibble about are awesome you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean awesome like I, I'm quibbling. No, I shouldn't be quibbling at all. But the things I quibble about are like, should Connor Sheary be blocking Connor McMichael? Should, like, like should this team be this old and veteran and good? Or should they be more of a mix of veteran and good young players? Mm -hmm. You know, like stuff like that. Like those, those are the arguments and, and criticisms. And I, I think even the dumbest signings and the dumbest trades that Brian McClellan have done when they have happened in the moment, they have been good. You know what I mean? Like they have made sense. Uh, the Verona one, I, I really want to know that context of why that would happen, but that was still good. You know what I mean? Like they didn't think they needed future assets. Uh, and they basically flipped the player that was as good as another player. And they got cap space with the panic part. So like he does things that are, that are really well thought out. And that's all you can ask of, of a general manager. And, He's not making an ASS of himself <laughs> or anything. You know, he's just, he seems like a, he's, he loves the team. He tries his best. And, uh, you know, he's he's more informed by advanced analytics than, than George was when George was here. And I love George. I love George probably more than like, – George was just a nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, he's a sweet you guy. You know, like Ovi living at his house. Ovi lived at his house as a rookie for a reason, you know. So, um I don't know, I, but yeah, I, I agree. It's 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 a really good time. I'm what I'm really interested in, and I shouldn't even be talking about this. Is like when Ovi leaves. Like, what's going to happen? What is that vacuum? We don't talk about that. Like? We're going to hope global warming. Well, Ian, it was nice having that. you on the show. We're gonna <laughs> All right, see you guys. Don't worry about that. Global warming will take care of us before that. <laughs> yeah, do... but like, I'm like I'm interested about how the the media landscape's going to be and uh, what the team's going to be like after that. Like, it's just it's just going to be a hole. This is West, this like best Connor MC in yeah. the league. That's this isn't really a question that was on there, but I actually, I just, it's, it's something I've actually just thought of curious. Like, what's that yeah. going to look like for your blog once he leaves? Because your blog is entirely Russian based on retires. A lot of Russian people say we're going to change our name. Why would the heck? Why would the heck? Would we I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, like it'll be interesting. No, 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 I'm just saying for people who have asked us over that, like, I guess I guess they just think that you can change a, a domain name like, uh, like, it's that, like a Twitter handle. You know what I mean? Like. Like I got, I got twenty years of awesome page views on this domain that's that's just banging on Google. I'm just gonna change it to like Russian machine retires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like Russian routine returns to Russia. <laughs> I'm just trying. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Ball hockey extraordinaires. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. No, we, like, uh, you know, for as long as we last. Um, yeah, I, I, 
we're gonna keep our name. I, I really like RMNB. I like I don't even go by Russian Machine Never Breaks anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think when that happens, it's gonna be really interesting because it's gonna be, it's gonna be there's gonna be that same intensity of of fanhood. Ovi's still probably gonna be around a little bit in some way or form, kind of like the Timo Solani deal I think in Anaheim, um, where he's kind of just shows up out of nowhere. But someone else is gonna have to fill that vacuum. And I also think that there's just going to be, at first, intense interest of the team still, but oh, yeah. a big hole to fill. So who are, who's going to fill that hole? And I think, uh, I, like, I, I don't know why, but I've just been thinking about that. It's just like, you know, it's going to be the site that is creative, the site that still covers Ovi, even though he's not doing stuff. Like, Ovi is going to be, Ovi's going to have a shadow over this franchise until he dies. Ovi so, went outside and cut his grass today. Yeah, it's like, hold on, we got to talk Ovi's, about that. Ovi's holding a cat 10 years after he retires. It'll still probably get the most I babies care. on our site. I care. I care. I yeah. Care. So, I mean, that's my favorite part. So, so, I think we're well built for whenever that moment happens. Mm. And, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe someday he works with us. Um, you know, I do want to say know. one thing about what That'd you said cool. about how. Um, you said like there's going to be interest in the team after Obi retires. I'd like to make a reference to a podcast episode a few episodes ago when I talked about this. I said when Ovechkin oh. retires and like he like I'm almost excited to see who's going to be the guy to step up in that role and who's going to be the person and almost think of that like as like a challenge to these players and to ele- want to elevate their game to that level to be that good to try to top what Ovechkin did, which will never happen but it's at least going to be interesting to see like these players like accept that challenge and really go into it and i feel like it should be like an inspiration like it's gonna suck because obi's gonna leave and that's gonna be like i'm gonna be like hopelessly depressed for a few years but it'll at least be fun in the long term when we see all these players that'll come up and we'll be able to show the interest and love to everybody else that like you know that we'd be showing to Ovi at this point what i think's gonna happen is like i think tom wilson's gonna have an oversized role in the team i think he'll be captain and i think the team is gonna be Okay, now sports changes all the time. You know, I was talking about how, like, you know, players don't really, you know, again, I'm not trying to be critical of anybody, okay? But when I grew up on sports, players gave somewhat good answers about most things when you ask them, all right? And so, like, even even Ovi, when he was, he barely knew any English, he was pretty open. You know what I mean? Like, even if you didn't, even if you, you didn't, if you didn't understand what he was saying at a deep level, you connected with him on an extremely honest level. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like he would make, he'd be like, girls call me and stuff like that. Like, like, like all those things like that. When, when he first kind of entered the league, he tried his best and he was really open. And so like, I, 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 I it, the NHL at some point has to, and I don't think they will, but like, I, I, I think sports leagues in general have to like figure out how do you have this connection with people while still also you know protecting yourself pr wise and like you know when you have an intermission interview and i'm not i'm not i'm not being critical of anyone but if you have an intermission interview with a guy and you know he says get pucks deep and you know playing how coach wants me to play like is that really value and (laughs) is that really (laughs) is that really helping people become bigger fans of the team and if they're not what's the function of that and i i think i think when Ovi leaves a lot of people love the team because of Obi, but like, why are people going to connect to the Capitals after Obi? And I think that's going to be a really interesting time period. And 
you know, I, I hope I hope the team, you know, reconnects with community uh, even more than it does now. And I, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be really I, I actually am excited for that moment, to be to be honest. Yeah, like right now, it's kind of, <laughs> if you think about it, if you think about it, like media wise, like from my perspective, every day is kind of the same right now. And it's like, you know, it's like, oh, we scored a goal. Scored, we either won or we lost. Rinse what and what is like, where is the creativity and what's happening right now? It's just like it's like we're kind of waiting for a moment. In four years, I don't need creativity. I need Ovechkin goals. You I need Ovechkin. Yeah, I, I can agree with this. We're actually we're actually looking for a new podcast member. This is Joey's last episode. <laughs> but yeah, so so last like quick question for for you, Ian. Uh, yeah, Will sure. actually wrote this one. It's a good question. Um, so since the creation of Russian Machine Never Breaks, according to Will, Alex Ovechkin has missed just thirty nine games. If his math is correct, he put that in parentheses in his career, and only 23 of those are because of injury. So, how much credit do you take for that? <laughs> All of it. No, none of it. Um, I think, I think that's again magic, magic. And I don't say I don't like everything surrounding Ovi's durability. I think that's him. I think um, as someone who plays even ball hockey, when you go at a certain level hard you can actually protect yourself when you play that way when you don't you can kind of open yourself up for injury and stuff it's amazing how durable his knees have been it's amazing how durable yeah you know like it's amazing how he's just been able to absorb some of this pain that he's taken and and like i'm sure he's had groin issues i think he had a groin issue after one of the playoffs one year i think nastia posted that one picture of it, it was nasty of like his thigh it was like black like all the way down to his knee um but you know if you think about it like i feel like like when peter and everybody like we kind of were like wow that's the name for us and then you know he's going on this just durability tear um i don't think we have anything to do with it but i i do think (laughs) that he is one of i I think that's the reason why he's so great i I, it's i don't think it's everything that is great about him comes from that durability. If you think about it, yeah. Um, you look at like Crosby. When when I was years. watching sports stars, when when I was watching people like my family always, my dad always told me like Hank Aaron was so good because and Cal Ripken is so good because oh, yeah. they're so consistent. That's a Cal Ripken. And so, yeah. But uh, I I think I think really it's like the way he plays a game so hard. I think that protects him, and I think that's why he has so much durability. Um, you know, and if you're playing that hard, you you have to be strong, and so like it kind of just all of those things that mentality just cycles through everything else. So yeah, I don't know I'm, if that makes I'm sense, a, but I'm one and a half years into playing college lacrosse, and I have a different knee or like shin injury every other week. So I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how he can play professional hockey at the highest level ever, and you know do it so well for so long without without having like any prominent issues knock on wood obviously but it's incredible like i'm i'm 19 and i play i play d2 lacrosse and like <laughs> and like i have as many issues as i i do and like you know any other athlete like anybody and then you know someone like him has just been doing this for so long at the same exact top level for so many years it's crazy i, I think i think also and i hate i hate it when people talk about this but like because you can't really quantify it but like i think his heart is different 
Like, I don't mean physically, but I just mean... It's made out of metal. But, like, no, I, I, I do think there's just... There's something different about... I don't know, like a soul? I don't know. But like, there's just something different about the man who is just awesome. so determined. You know what I mean? Like, I, like the thing that, that just, just just boggles my mind is that I bet he would have had – you know how everybody used to call Ovi, like, selfish? Like, mm -hmm. like media in Canada Outside and stuff like Canada that. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, selfish, coach killer, yeah, all this stuff. he's not Canadian. If he was Canadian, he'd be the greatest goal scorer of all time when he, when he hit 500. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. Yes. But I think, I think part – of i think we're seeing him be even though he's been a playmaker this year i think we're actually seeing him be selfish this year for the first time ever yeah yeah and he's... it's kind of funny like if you look at it he's taken every empty net shot every player is trying to get it to him yeah. uh, he is aggressively trying to like he's just like a reward having, for him almost because of how well if you like think about it years ago Imagine, yeah, imagine if he was like this 10, 15 years ago. Oh, he might have scored even more. Like, I think we've actually been seeing the unselfish version for, like, <laughs> for his whole career. And, like, like Ovechkin's been like, like I've really been holding back my trying... whole career, bro. I've been holding back my whole career. Now you're going to see some stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, now, I, like, now he's just going all out for the record, you know? Like, it's a part of his game. Like, and everyone accepts it on the team. It's like, mm -hmm. this is also, we're trying to win, but we're also trying to get you goals, too. And, um, uh, I, it's just it's it's fascinating it's fascinating i think it's incredible that he's like of like of, we were talking like iron man athletes like obviously cal ripkin's streak is yeah is damn near one of the most impressive things in the whole like like of any sporting like record ever because like that's like 162 games a year with like barely any breaks in between and like not missing anything but like another thing i think about is ovechkin's the fact that he plays such at a high physical rate like I remember there was there they show the stats of like the goals and how he's like basically anybody since he started playing he's outscoring by like a basically by like a whole career goals. But like the one thing that impresses me the most is if you look at the hits between him and the rest of his draft compet like companions, I can find he blows him out of the water in that too. Yeah. I think he triples the guy that's next to him at second. I place. saw that. I saw that. It's that incredible. Was like, that was, I can pull this crazy. up. I know I have it. And the fact yeah, that he's like barely like ridiculous. you want to know what's hilarious? Before this season, Ovechkin was hurt. And we were like, oh, my God, is he going to miss time, too? The dude is having his best season ever. <laughs> and it's like, and That's the part that blows my mind. Like, I, again, some people just have that thing. Like, what – like, I have you know, the there's status just some you people who are great at things, <laughs> and they just have something about them mm -hmm. that is just – that other people just are – like, he's born with it. You know what I mean? It's just like there is something about him he's that – yeah, he's just he, he is, and I think that is. I don't know if he's built different physically, but he's just built different, uh, like mentally, emotionally. Like you know, both of his parents were professional athletes. You know, and uh, you know, if you think about that, and his mother was, uh, you know, not only that was his mother was like a GM of of the Olympic basketball team too. Like I, when you're around that, that impacts you. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you're around coaches, like you have to give top effort. You have to give top effort. That's the thing that matters most. And then you're also really good. I mean, I think I think that's kind of like the secret sauce to success is his parents and and you know then he had his he lost his brother. I mean, like when when I saw my mom on like a uh, when my mom was really sick when I was a senior in high school, like and I saw her on a uh, what was it a, a respirator, um, like uh, I like that changed me. You know what I mean? And, and Ovi lost his brother when he was really young. Mm. I, I think sometimes those traumatic traumatic events can 
be terrible, but they can also be, they can fuel you for who you really want to be. And I, I think there's just a lot of things that kind of came together for him and, and he just found, you know, hockey is who he is and it's his calling and he's amazing at it. So yeah, yeah, you're you're talking to PHP zone psychology major here. So you're you're definitely Oh yeah. There we go. Kind of there we go. <laughs> but uh, I, I have this stat. So so top goal scorers since two thousand five. Ovi leads it with seven hundred forty nine now. Seven hundred fifty. But Crosby is in second with four eighty eight. Stamkos is third with four fifty. Then Eric Stahl and Evgeny Malkin hits. Sidney Crosby in second has 897, and Stamkos has 929. How many does Obi have? It's a four-digit number. (laughs) 3,160. This dude's dude's put up a four-piece on Crosby and hits. No one else else on the top five goals has more than 929 hits and then Ovechkin has more than this, 3k this so. dude is a power forward and hasn't regressed yeah. one bit and is blowing everybody out of the water I don't think That's there's crazy. any person in the league right now who will match what Ovechkin's doing in their career like hitting physicality like goal scoring and just you never know out. you never know maybe uh, in 30 people, 40 years people are know. on me like saying oh Matthews could I no Matthews doesn't hold a no. candle to what Ovechkin can do in my opinion no, I don't think I think it's a great like... record in 20 years after Ovi breaks it. bro oh, no if the Leafs <laughs> no, no, take that from no, us I will no, lose no, my goddamn mind past, I will lose my mind if the Leafs take that from me I'm gonna just be like you know what I don't think a center will ever to be totally honest like a center sort of some he's he's I think he's too old to like even i i know there's no one like OV. They're not. there's I, no one in the nhl that'll ever do it he's right now that yeah, yeah. david's 24 dry saddle's already 25 so. i think if if you want to say nah. breaking the goal record i think if you want my name for the guy who could probably do it considering who he played it's it's dry saddle it has to be him because with how like amazing so. it nah. how amazing is with mcdavid and how they're like basically just entering their primes it like is incredible yeah, but, if, but Dreisaitl didn't start off his career as, like, a crazy goal scorer. He like, he's only at 220 in his career, and mm. that's coming from PHP's German member who's a Dreisaitl fanatic, but I don't think, I I think, don't think Dreisaitl's getting there. Nobody. I think you'll have a normal curve. I think you'll have a normal curve. And yeah. and if he's also without McDavid, if that if they ever get separated, you, you wonder how talented he is without him, honestly. But – he was point per I don't game watch him him. Him. No. I think I think yeah. we all know McDavid's pretty talented because he took on an entire defense twice and scored both times. But I'm really <laughs> interested to see how Drysaddle. I, well, I was, was debating on Twitter with people about I think this. Drysaddle's McDavid pretty isn't McDavid isn't McDavid at the level that McDavid is without Drysaddle, and Drysaddle yeah. isn't the same without yeah. McDavid. They're, they're, they need each other. They're both elite players in their own respect. The fact that they play together just like. They work off of each other. It's like it's LeBron like, and D Wade. It's like Jordan like and Pippen. Kobe and Shaq. It's like, Jordan and Pippen. They're obviously they're both, both elite, the by best, but they need each other. The second you yeah. saw Jordan and Pippen get separated, they like they both their careers kind of like. I mean Jordan. I mean they're still the best of all time, but like you know you like they, when they were with the Bulls together, they were that good. It's like you know they needed each other, and then it was like when they got separated, it was like well, it's obvious they both kind of need each other because. But that's like what I think McDavid. McDavid's like the he's the catalyst. He's the guy that runs the offense, and he's the guy that just like sparks everything. And Drysaddle's the guy that can really just kind of like just put everything over the top, scoring, 
like passing and stuff. I've been really interesting. I I'm interested to see if they eventually find like a third wheel to that. I want to see if they could because it's Hyman's not. Hyman's been doing pretty well so far. Nugent Nugent, Nugent Hopkins Hyman. has been good. Yo, the also Lions this year. won in like on like a walk off. That's kind of. Let's get we're we're like 50 minutes in, so let's get to cap stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I have but, a study um, group at like 4:30, so if we start to get towards three, well, 4:30 is for me. 4:30 your time is 5:30 yeah. us, but we got okay, you. So, yeah, we're, so we're it's fine, not, it's not yeah. urgent. Don't we're good. Yeah. All right, so, all right. Just uh, to mention. Yeah, so so let's go over the recent results. So, on Tuesday we lost to the Panthers. <laughs> on what are we? What are we laughing? Wait, wait. What what was the reaction? Wait, wait. What was your guys' reaction to that game? Because I thought I that we. Like, Collapsed. I mean, it, it was. <laughs> yeah, the thing, it did the collapse. Thing is, the thing is, like, to be totally honest, with the current state of the team, I would not expect them to win a 60 minute game against the Florida Panthers. That but, said, but, when you go into a third period up 4 1, I expect you to win. I mean, I will say, I will say, I will say, not not going to make excuses for the team because that third period was, was pretty sad, I, but the Panthers played amazing oh hockey god that was 20. one of the best periods yeah. of hockey i've ever seen that was incredible I yeah I, I, I feel like if you're going into a third period up four to one i feel like we should be able to put the hershey line in for 20 minutes and like we should still win the game <laughs> not against Florida. i hear i hear you i hear you that was that was like one of those it, it's kind of like how like a f5 hurricane forms like everything came together for the hurricanes i, I for the uh panthers at that moment you know like uh like they 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 had lost to the capitals like two games ago so that they're just po'd about that they have plenty of motivation to come back they're at home um just lost their streak to the kraken <laughs> yes yeah, so, uh, so like they I, were... I th they're a great team i think they felt like they got beat up uh in that loss to the capitals not like physically but like i you know they lost that game i i think there was just kind of like a perfect storm where that just happens in hockey sometimes and uh, as you said they're a really good team the capitals have been surviving with all the injuries and i think there's some chemistry issues in the line sometimes like but i you know i i looked at that game and i was like i can't believe this is the first time that's happened all year mm -hmm. like like a, like just a complete collapse and you know they played a lot of hockey the last month too if you think about it since that west coast like even before that west coast trip they were playing you know they had that 7-11 and stuff like that and i think i think you just kind of take your foot off the gas sometimes and and they just just ate it i was i was actually more worried about uh the game after where the third the where they where they lost uh to chicago it's just that just they look they look terrible i i, I, I didn't think they looked good all game that night and i think that was the biggest concerning. thing for that game was like you know entering that third period up four to one florida has injury issues we have injury issues but we're up four to one i'm like I was like, it would take the literally most perfect period for Florida to win. And then about 30 minutes later, they won. And I was like, well, I guess it must have been pretty perfect. And then when Twitter. you look back and you see they scored, they outshot us 25 to 2. <laughs> like, Here, here's where, like, I don't know if I'm getting too old for Twitter. But, like, I, I was just like, like, you know, sometimes I, like, have the dumbest criticisms. Like, Ovi's goal song, I think, is horrible. I'll die on this hill. No, that's facts. You're spitting. Well, like, I gave it up. I gave it up. But, like, if Shake, Rattle, and Roll is playing on goal 895, I'm, I'm just going to be like, this is stupid. <laughs> just like, like, like let the man pick as long as he wants. <laughs> like, but, anyways, like, um, but it's so like, I have dumb, dumb criticism. Like, that night, I just looked at my Twitter timeline and I was like, ah! and I was just like, I, 
they've been playing so good. Like, let them have one bad night, you know? I just it didn't no. seem like they played bad. It just seemed like Florida was just funneling to the net and and just they just couldn't do they anything just, about they, it. They were stuck in they got stuck in a trap of like they basically yeah. gave Florida yes. they, they didn't they didn't give it up, but they were just like they gave Florida one bit of momentum and then they just said we're gonna pound exactly. and they, exactly. they just were relentless. It was I was more amazed. I was more amazed that Florida did it than I was like upset that the capital gave it up it's just I it was know. like when we played the kraken we were basically dominating the kraken in the second half of the third period and they just they got their their goaltender just made every save possible and this is no shot this mm-hmm. is tam made like 46 saves in any other but yeah that well i think that's part of it i think that's part of it they have average goaltending and their defense is a little tiny a little they're puck movers mm-hmm. and that was the first like the capitals are doing so well i think personally because the defense is you know, like they get it out of zone, they get the puck out, and they're going down Dude, the. The second we like, lost Brendan Dillon, that starts. So I hear. And they got way better. It's crazy. Like I, I so like the, the the heartbeat of the team is their puck moving defenseman, and that was a night where it just wasn't working with them. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. Sammy, Sammy is again. I, I, I don't you can't know. Can't ask him you to know, make twenty-seven saves in a period. You just, true. You can't. Like true, that's not then, fair to him. But then he, but then he also, but then he's not a guy that you expect to like stand on his head and make 10 bell save after 10 save yeah, he's just I mean, like hope he could do that it's just it, samsonov is a lot more inconsistent about stuff like that so yeah it was i just i was just like i was just like watching it like wow <laughs> the twitter like twitter like i don't know the capitals fans like you know before the capitals won a stanley cup i got the negativity now it's just like i don't know I don't care anymore. Yeah. I just like I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. It's a it's a different type of you know. I can live with that. Yeah, you know, I can live with that. It's like when everybody in was the post Stanley Cup world. I can live with it. It's like when everybody's upset the Nats are trading everybody. I'm like, bro, I don't care. We want a title with them. It's yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like you know, like it's it's yeah, can, it sucks. Can, like it's gonna it. suck, but like it was it like sucks, it's but... like when Ray Lewis retired. But I was like, he won the last game he ever played, and it was the Super Bowl. So I mean, it's gonna suck, but I'm glad that he at least went out on top. So. I really don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. But if there's one thing I want to say, the one thing I want to say about that game too was like the last power play they got. That power play was the dumbest thing. I did you remember? Do you guys remember what that power play was? What they got it for? It was basically Didn't what happened. Dive? Yeah, no. What happened was I think it was Hathaway. He was in the paint, but he was kind of just like just chilling out there, waiting for an offensive opportunity. And then he kind of backed up a little bit into the Bobrovsky, and Bobrovsky looked like he got hit by a bus and like fell over. Yeah. And I was like, that's Bobrovsky no skated into him. I, I would say that Bobrovsky yeah, skated that into that him. Was that was a horrible. That was terrible. I don't want to say anything like, oh, we would have won it now, but like at least we would have got a point out of it because we wouldn't yeah. have to do with a penalty kill, which sucks. Because yeah, that was another reason why I wasn't like jumping off the cliff. I was like, they kind of handed him the <laughs> power play. Perfect storm. Perfect storm. It was just a perfect storm game. Everything happened. Like you just, it was so crazy. It was really funny. I, I found it hilarious. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up with you guys is, and, and it, you know, it's an honor to be on the Pizzas Here podcast. And one of the reasons why is because, you know, I don't do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but the one behind the scenes stuff I did was the Papa John's Ovi commercial where he said Pizzas Here for the first time. So what an honor. Awesome. What so an cool. honor it is. Like, uh, like that was the uh, yeah i want to tell you about it it was a rainy day it was in arlington they had rented out like an airbnb and they rented out this like taxi that was like or like a i don't even remember it was like a tiny car tiny like, the tiniest car. car they did yeah they didn't fit in and um 
And Obi was there wearing jeans and he was like texting nasty the whole time and like listening to like Russian TV on his phone. And uh, like I was talking to him off and on. And uh, that's when like. So like I was like when I when I met him that day, I was like scared. Um, and let me explain why. OK, so like when you when you have an honest sight, you know, I feel like over our time, we're pretty honest, like sometimes it's brutal. I think most times now it's not, but like, you know, we're, we're, we're honest about our opinions and uh, you know, other, other, you know, like you're not going to go to other newspaper sites and, you know, we're like column writers every time we write in a sense, you know, like we insert ourselves, we put opinions. And so like, you're almost like, well, if this person read this, they might've read like 20 things that were horrible or like that criticism or that criticism. And so you're just like, you expect the person to be like mad at you, or at least that was me. I was just like, he's going to say something about something I wrote and it's, I'm just going to have to say, I'm sorry. It's going to be awkward. I'm just going to get through this. And, uh, it was kind of like the airport moment where like when I was there someone introduced me and he was like super excited to meet me. And I was, I was so confused. I was so confused. So the rest of the day we were like there for like three hours. And while I was filming this commercial, I, like we just ripped each other. Like we just made fun of each other. Like, and it was, it was just so cool i was just like wow he's like that's like a 35 year old dude just like i am i was like i, I, I don't know it's just like it's very sarcastic and witty uh kind of like tom wilson when you see him away from the ice and um but like I, I it's also cool to like you know do that do that see be, see that commercial and then see this site uh, see this podcast come out of it uh, i think that's really really cool and um i don't know it's just I love that. I just, I just, I just love it, and I, and I hope you guys keep doing this stuff because I think it's so cool. So. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. this is the coolest thing. I mean, this is kind of a closer, but I, I don't mean it. To <laughs> it's me, so I just wanted to make sure I said that before I forget. Thank Thanks. you. Yeah, our our name finding process was similar to yours. We we had like hundred. What were some of the bad ideas. ones? We had like a metro. One was like whatever the whatever the street name is, like the intersection, like where Capital One is, like F Street and First yes. or some shit like that, and then. <laughs> It just didn't feel right, right? I said like metro. I said like metro center. Uh, something. I don't remember what it was, but I was I was very hooked on the metro center name. But like they were like, we can't do that. But like yeah, because then we were like, we have to do the whole metro, and then we were like, oh, we could do whole Washington sports. And I was like, no, I don't like the Redskins. And then it was like, let's just stick to hockey. And then yeah, I I still I still don't even know who like who came up with the name. But really, like we heard it, we were just like, hell yeah, like that's it. That's gotta be it. That's gotta yeah. Yeah. I remember as soon as we heard, I don't even remember who brought it up, but that was we were like, it it would take looking back years of like and messages just to find even a hint of what who said it because of everything we said. But I could look and find out one day. When none none of the four of us knew each other when we first started. It 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 all started when I posted on Twitter. I I was I was just going into. I tell this story like every episode when we have guests. It's just so funny. But like I I was getting sent to quarantine because I had just gotten COVID. And uh, so I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling great. But I I had just gone on to Twitter or whatever that day. And I was like, like, just like it wasn't like even serious. It was more like in a joking way. I was like, yo, who wants to start a Caps podcast with me? (laughs) And then all three of them had commented under the post and like i was i was relatively new to hockey twitter i had only been on it for like a couple months so like i yeah. had like 50 followers maybe and like you know so they they all commented on it and then i dm'd each uh, each of the three of them and i was like you yeah, like you know like where are you from like how old are you you know just like introducing myself and then 
we made a group chat with the four of us and like it turned out like all of us are like within wow. like a half hour of each other and like when within a couple of years of each other <laughs> Yeah, I'm literally looking like, in the group chat right now to see who mentioned the name. I'm like going back as far you as you gotta scroll all the way to the Dude, top. Dude, I'm like, I'm clicking the top of Twitter trying to figure this out. It may have been in a voice chat though, that's the thing. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was definitely it down. Twitter Someone chat. wrote it down. I remember that but, for sure. But yeah, so I, I admit, we made a group chat with the four of us and like just started talking a little bit and then we hopped in a Discord call and like, I don't know if we watched a game together or if we just like started talking, but like we just started shooting the shit about hockey and just, you know, stuff in general and it's like within like 20 minutes of talking to each other, we just clicked and then. Mm. You know, we made a couple episodes. We made our first episode with, with Noah, Caps Boy Bebop, if you know him on Twitter. And that episode's a little different than how, how we run things now. It was a little more <laughs> vulgar, but it, it was fun. It was fun at the time. And, like, you know, obviously then, like, a couple episodes in, we start, you know, like we get a couple guests, and it's like, okay, you know, like, we can take this more serious. And then, you know, Joe Beninati comes into my life. Love that guy. Okay. You know, I hate to interrupt you, but I just figured out. He could take I... my kidney. I figured out, um, so I can't go all the way back and look at the uh, top of the, because you want to know what happened, is uh, Will got mad at me one day for trying to spoil, I think Kicked it was. Oh, because you put spoilers in the show. Because spoiling no. Lucifer, and you blocked Dude. me, so now I can't go back and look at it, because I had to be re-added re to it. So anyway, everybody just thank yeah. Will for that, because now I can't Wait, go how back. how did Joe B come to your life? Yeah, How's so. How's that interview? Yeah, so. Glad to get to you, I'm sorry. Love that guy. He could have my kidney if he ever needed it, you know. <laughs> You know, did he give you advice I, with the cross? No, we so so like uh, it first started. So somehow I had gotten him to follow me back on Twitter. I have no idea. I think he just like did one day, but because I would like comment on his posts and uh, I I had like DM'd him about something just like just like calling because you know I play lacrosse and he played lacrosse at some point and announces lacrosse stuff also. And uh, I was talking to him about like uh. Just like announcing, like, what if he had like announced one of my goals one day? Like, that would be sick. Oh, and then, that's so cool! I, so bet then, like, was, I bet he was honored, by the way. Yeah. So then, He's like, that type so of I, I had eventually like I was gonna like send him like a goal or something, and he was gonna announce it. But then like, I don't know. Everyone was busy, and then at some point, like, because we had been a few episodes into the podcast, and I basically just like tweeted out saying like, "Hey, Joe B," and like tagged him, and I was like. Us at the Pizza's Here podcast would love to have you on an episode sometime. All of us as Cavs fans love you and adore you. Like, would you ever be down? So then he DMs me a couple days later, and he's just like, check your email. And I go to my email, and it's an email from Joe Beninati, and he's like, hell yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, you know, that was like one of the best things ever. And then we scheduled a date to do our episode with him. And uh, I had to show him how Discord worked because that's how we recorded it first. <laughs> he, actually, he didn't know a thing about Discord. That was and, awesome. I didn't either then, until about a year and a half ago. So <laughs> and then, so then we we were gonna do our episode the next morning, and I slept in. And slept <laughs> that's right. our time. Bro, we were. I, that, I was telling Locker about this when I met him the other day when I met you also, and I was telling him. I, I my alarms didn't go off and I overslept by like an hour and I wake up to like calls and texts from Joe B saying he's like you're harder to reach than Locker and like he was good <laughs> shit about it and so like that was like arguably like one of the worst days of my life. Yo, we like, you know, and we, we like, joke just, about it now, but it was like me, yeah. Will, and Jake were sitting oh, in this room like I having bet. like a panic attack. Like, like, like where that is day, he? It was, <laughs> it was one. Of, it was one of the worst days I've ever had. You know, I was like I just overslept on one of my idols and like I just ruined this and then. I texted him and apologized and stuff, and he was it's he was surprisingly like very nice about it. And he's like, "No, it's okay. I get it. Stuff happens. You know, let's pick another day, and you know, we'll get it done." 
and that's what happened. And then, you know, now I'd be texting Joe B every once in a while because, like, that's my friend. But, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe B's the greatest. We, we love him. He's, I bet he would love to have a friend that talks ever. across with him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, so... definitely. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I, like, again, and I think I suck at this. And and it's something I hate about myself is like I focus maybe too much on the site and 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 not enough on bringing other people up, and uh, those guys are just so wonderful with their time and yeah. you know I, you know Joe is when you actually meet Joe he is also just a different type of person like a mm-hmm. different type of nice like yeah. uh, like he like I remember he like helped do like like he mentioned Ethan I think on the telecast when he was born I was crying I was crying at the yeah. hospital when I was told I didn't even hear it. I was at the hospital and someone told me. And I was like, Joe yeah. V mentioned my son on TV. <laughs> and I was, as I, I, I'm getting like tingly feelings as even thinking about it. But like, yeah, I mean, I, there there are so many cool people. Like, Park Elbashir is probably one of the coolest people to me that I've ever met. Like, I, that guy is just, a, on top of being a brainiac, I just think he's really cool. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and you see yeah. his son plays hockey, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if his son, you know, goes pretty deep and, uh, you know, I don't know how, how far, he'll, what level he'll end up playing, but like, you know, I just, you know, he's been so uber successful. He is, he is moonlighted on so many different media. And so I, I think this area in general just has an incredible media sphere Absolutely. for, yeah, for the capitals. The it's crazy. And you guys are now a part of it and it's awesome. And um, I remember I did a, uh, I, I did a podcast with, I'm not trying to promote someone else. But it, like it, it did it, empty, it, empty betters. And I was like, everybody dang, eats, these kids are awesome. Everybody you, eats, you know? bro. Them you out. know, like, like empty, the empty better kids are awesome. Like, the, and they're not really kids or, you know, they're young adults. But like, um, but like, you know, it's just, I, it's really cool. Like, I, like, it, it's really cool to see things like this pop up. And, um, and you know, I, it's really cool that Joby did that. And I just want you to know, I'm the type of person who oversleeps stuff too. So. <laughs> I'm usually not. That's what made it. I was like, that's when we started doing like a later now. Because everybody, everybody was just like, come on, Ian. Like, so I hear you. We make sure like, we do them later now. For I, like, here for like in season, like, I have 6 a.m. lift outside in the 30 degree weather every oh, Friday. Gosh. Like, I'm, I, I can't Brutal. sleep in, like, with my, my schedule. But that's like, that's what made it suck so much. It's like, yeah. you know, this is the, like the one time this has to happen to me is today with Joe Beninati. But. Well, you'll right, never do it again. See. Hey, hey, you'll never do it again, and that's yeah. and that's maybe yeah. the blessing in disguise. That's of the, the lesson. Whereas, there. whereas, like me at age thirty-seven, still does that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so capitals, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> capitals. Yeah, so they lost on Tuesday to the Panthers after being up four to one going into yeah, the third. Was... We're not talking about that anymore. Flush it. We lost on Thursday to the Blackhawks. Also, I don't want to flush talk about it. That. Whatever. <laughs> don't care. Yesterday, we beat the Jackets. Ovechkin scored his 750th career goal. And I saw you wrote about this, Ian, on the blog this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, so he scored on a rookie goalie, Daniil Tarasov. And after they were interviewing Ovechkin, he, uh, it, like, popped into his head, and he realized that he had also played against the goalie he just scored on his father. Back it was just so funny. It came completely insane, out of nowhere. He like, was like, it was like, what do you think of this goal? He's like, I think I played his dad. I scored his like, dad, too. Like, you know? I, I, think, I think I got boy. his number, too. Kind of like, is that? He's like, I own your whole bloodline, kid. <laughs> when your grandson comes and plays hockey, just remember. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. So, yeah, when he said that, I tweeted it, and, like, it got – it went nuts. And, um, and so I was like, okay, that's cool. Can I find the game where they played once? 
Just That'd once. That'd be funny. And, yeah. and so I looked at their careers, and everybody's tweeting about their careers too. And if you look at elite prospects, you can see where it lined up. But I was like, I was like, okay, so maybe he played one game against them in the KHL during the lockout. But maybe I was like, no one's, no one's gonna have. So I, so we have Igor too. He's one of my friends who like does translations for us. And one of the things I'm terrible at and hate is like searching Russian sites for Russian things. You can't have it auto translate, but like, it, it's just it's impossible to find things quickly. Like if you're Googling in English yeah. and so like last night I sat down and I was like, I first I searched, I couldn't find anything in English. Then I searched YouTube. I found like five dynamo Moscow games where I thought it might've happened. And uh, I didn't see Ovi on the ice. I was like, no 32. Okay. So that doesn't work. And so I started just like, I took Russian words and Russian team names spelled out in Russian. And then I started putting like dates and stuff. And I eventually found one of the box scores on Sport Express, and I went through it. And okay, I didn't expect him to score on him. I just expected him to play. And then, of course, not only did Ovi score on him, but like he scored him twice. And it was so funny. And so I was like, "Oh, I got something here." And so like, but I spent. I was watching like uh, the UFC uh, fight night, like on after the Cavs game, and I was just searching for like three hours. And it was, I was so frustrated. And Igor was like not helping me either. I was like, please, can you search this in Russian for me? He's like, no, like I'm tired. And I'm like, <sighs> and so I, I was just like, no, I'm going to figure this out. And so I thought that was, I thought that ended up being really funny. I was surprised how many people retweeted this morning when I uh, yeah. got back from hockey after I published it. So that was fun. That was really funny. Awesome. So Jesus. now let's yeah. do, let's, uh, sorry to like cut you, but no, um, you're good. So. Let's uh let's all go through quick and uh, each give one player that impressed us this week from the Caps and one that did the opposite of impress you and uh, quickly, quickly, not this isn't at you Ian this is at all of us but quickly just you know explain like why give give one player you liked one player you didn't like so but you can start us off keep going after uh, I have to head out in like like fifteen or twenty like that's totally why why don't you guys go first then teach me I'll uh, I'll just go first Uh, I'm gonna yeah right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just gonna say there's a few I could say, but I'm gonna pick Alexei Protas. Who, Damn it! <laughs> he's it's incredible. This is why like, I go first. I'm, I'm gonna try to keep this short, but it's incredible how like he's part of that 2019 draft class with Michael and Leeson, and they were the big high name guys. But Alexei Protas, I feel like has the best chance of like being something very interesting on this team. I mean, obviously with Michael, but like you know, Protas has like the best chance to be like a deep draft kind of guy i'm very excited to see him play hopefully they keep him on the team for a little bit longer i see anthony mantas out of a sling which means his time being back on the ice is coming soon not soon soon but like sooner than rather than later but i hope he's one of the guys they keep around after everybody gets healthy okay who's your dislike my dislike oh shit uh carl hagman because i can um <laughs> my like is carl hagman i'm kidding uh, i'm kidding uh but seriously uh i'm gonna go ahead and say um chalowski uh i don't know why we picked him up off waivers he does not look like he likes playing hockey oh, kicking him in while he's down um <laughs> i mean we i'm glad we have depth like that but matt Irwin last night looked a lot better and a lot more sound fundamentally yeah. defensively and we don't need a defenseman to score goals so i think we just need defensemen to play defense and Irwin can do that so I like Matterhorn better. Chalowski, enjoy Hershey. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, that was Jeez. brutal. Uh, I'll, oh, yeah, I'll go quick. Uh, for my like, I'm going to say Hathaway. Um, I think I, I just think Hathaway's just really been impressing me lately. I mean, so he had 
Let me see. Uh, I know, yeah, so he had a goal last night, and uh, he took four shots on goal. And then against the Blackhawks, he had a goal and an assist. That that uh, that now third line played played really well against the Blackhawks. That's that's one good point, I think. But uh, all of them had points that night. But Hathaway, Hathaway's been playing well, I think. Uh, obviously, points isn't the only thing. But, you know, just the impact that he brings on the ice, like, like I saw this one thing. It's like um, stats for like hits and stuff, and like he's already at like a hundred something. And it's like we're paying him like a fraction of what um, the Rangers are paying Ryan Reeves just to do what he does better. And it's like, yeah, you, you got a point. But so yeah, screw Ryan Reeves. But uh, yeah, Hathaway is my like. Um, also, I want to point out yesterday Ovi only had two shots on goal. That's that's like rare. And he scored wow. one of them, so wow. that's, su- that's surprising. I didn't I didn't realize that. But uh, this like um, I don't even know. Like yeah, uh, like there's there's been a lot to like and less to dislike. That is yeah, and like I'll I'll I won't I won't add to who I like because I don't want to potentially take who you guys are gonna say, but but for dislike, I mean, like no one's really been like. Like terrible, like I don't think. Like, yeah. like I mean, obviously we like lost two games this week, but like I don't think there's been like one exact like Achilles heel. But mm-hmm. I mean, like the safe route is saying Carl Haglund, but he played pretty well against the Blackhawks. I mean, Carl Haglund's actually him. been he's been fantastic. good the last week. Yeah, he's I been, he's just been good. Score the last a goddamn week. goal. He just, yeah, he nice. just can't score. <laughs> yeah, it, it I'm, I'm gonna say Lars Eller. I'm gonna say Lars Eller. Get your shit together. He he was he was playing a little rough, and then. Travis called him out, and Travis was like, "I don't know why he's on the team still." Two weeks ago, and okay, then he that's... played. Re- then he played really well for a week. But I mean, if he's gonna be, if like, I, like he's not like again, it's like I, I don't have a person that I'm like really like out to get right now. But Lars Eller, I want you to score some goals, so so I'll say him. Yeah, the centers are really important, and if one of them is a weak link, it, it's especially with all the injuries, it's noticeable. Um, I would probably say Brett Leeson. I'll say two. Brett Leeson and Nick Jensen are the two that I'm really impressed by. Uh, Jensen's been yeah. every week for I've me and Will. Yeah. Nor is can't keep saying uh, Nick Jensen, my friends. Nor is contender. And it's not I, a I joke to, anymore. <laughs> I wanted to bring up Leeson, though, just because he subtly is good. I, I, that sounds weird, but, like, um, you know, he kind of sets up – like, he – who did he help to get the first NHL goal recently? Uh, Malenstein. He, he set up, it was a, yeah, that sick pass to Malenstein. He, he, you don't really notice him because he plays such good defense, and that that rookie line really works because of him. I didn't think he was a prospect. I thought he he was not good, and um, he's he's been he's really opened my eyes to him being a player. Um, he's not gonna have sexy stats, but like like you can tell, he's like one of those guys where if you plug him in. He makes things happen, and he plays really, really responsibly defensively, at least with the Capitals. Um, and then obviously Nick Jensen's just killing it. Um, you know, I, I, the main puck mover there, I think. You know, I, I, he's just playing so fantastic. Uh, and yeah, uh, I would say my dislike, I, like you guys said, I can't really think of anybody that's been like really bad. So I'm gonna go with Peter Laviolette for always saying I'm gonna. Uh, I have to. What is it? What's that line about the room? Like I'm gonna. We gotta talk about it in the room. Uh, I'm just, I'm so sick of that line, dude. Just, just, you know, just give us a few more tidbits. I think it's incredible how good he's he's been as a head coach. His projection is like similar to Trotz. First year, Trotz was second place in the Metro. First year, Laviolette was second place in the 
East, whatever the hell that division was called. And then this year, it's like he's projected <laughs> to possibly be competing competing for the title. And Trotz won the President's Trophy the for second year. You know, I, I, I want to say four one years winning a cup. So I mean, <laughs> I want to say I want to say one thing about Peter Laviolette, and I don't know what their philosophy completely was last year from GM to coach, and they were good. They were really good. So I'm not. This isn't like a huge criticism, but like everyone in the NHL is trended towards puck moving defensemen. And last year they were like, let's get the biggest, oldest, slow guys and either re-sign them or sign them. And like, you look at like, like Dylan was good defensively, but he just didn't really work with what they were trying to do with Laviolette's system. You know what I mean? It's like, we want the defenseman to join the rush and Brendan Dylan's never going to do that. Uh, and, and like Chara too, like Chara, I thought he was excellent last year, but like, like, but like, and they needed a guy on the PK that was that good. But like, Again, slows down the pace, not going to jump into plays. And then you see what happens when they kind of go away from the McClellan Laviolette plan a little bit, where they have some youth that they're forced to play. They have some puck movers that they made room for. Um, you can see that they're a lot different team and a lot better for it. Um, and you can even argue that them benching Trevor Rans- Van Riemsdyk and not playing Martin Faravari last year made them worse. And oh, who's, yeah. I mean, Faravari. Who's yeah, that on? Who's that on? Is that on McClellan? Is that on Laviolette? Is that a combination of both? Because Laviolette had a huge influence on who McClellan brought in. Also, the even fact Irwin that he, this like, year. Also, so. Laviolette kind of technically did run Rana out of DC a little bit, so that could be considering that he like he wanted to trust the guys that McClellan brought in, and since the system kind of didn't work for a lot of them, it, it made it hard for the decisions to be made. Because you look at the, like you said, Fevar and TVR were barely playing last year. Now they're like legitimate stalwarts on a defense that's now miles better than it was last year and yeah. it's mobile it's aggressive it's it's they're incredible it's, I, it's part of the reason why ovi's so good this year yeah i, I totally agree. and carlson play on that first line with ovi and koozie and whoever else and it's just it's makes it makes ovi a playmaker because they have so many rushes you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, and they're so good at five on five because of the, the puck moving defense. And so I, I, you know, part of me is just like, you know, so like when people are like, he's a great head coach, you know, the players will seem happy. They're winning. Yes. But then you see some of that obvious stuff where he's like campaigning Chara to come. And then he has a obvious system of speed that he needs to be successful. And then a lot of the, the decision-making is just very confusing sometimes for me. Mm-hmm. And you're just like someone who's been in the league for 20 years, wouldn't they know what they need in their own system? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's just. That's I thought. Just... I thought it was kind of insane. Um, and I like TVR, but protecting him over Jensen was kind yeah. of. I was. Yeah, I was we're, not. We're, a fan. we're like well, the contract. We're There's a contract that they did it for. I I get that, but at the same time, like, like Nick Jensen is is a guy who you can plug into your top four every single every single game. And you're gonna get a good performance out of him 90% of the time. He's probably not gonna score a goal. He might not have any assists, but he's gonna move the puck. He's a great skater. He's gonna do everything right. You can mm-hmm. put him with Orlov. You can put him with, uh, if you wanted to put him with Trevor, you could have done that too. Like he's just gonna be there as your your second right hand defenseman, and you don't ever have to worry about it. Uh, and mm-hmm. just exposing him was crazy. I thought the Kraken should have probably taken. Yeah, they, uh, they had a horrible draft. I I honestly Good like Lord. if I, I brought up the expansion draft and like you think about it like they could have gotten nick dowd who would have been a great player they could have gotten uh nick jensen uh yeah i mean it was it was i was really surprised that tarasenko (laughs) 
I don't even know. They could have got Carey um, Price. Well, Tarasenko's been awesome this year. Yeah, that's true. That's I the actually, one. Actually, I think they're kicking themselves in the pants for not doing that because they could have gotten. Speaking. Sorry, could have been big for them. Sorry, I'm going. Go ahead. You're talking. Speaking of Nick Dowd, uh, for the player I like, I was actually going to mention him. Um, he's been. Yeah. He, I, the, the, the people don't really think about how important that fourth line center is. And I don't realize how good Nick Dowd is, dude. Nick Dowd is is just like, like I've said this about Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway. They're just the perfect fourth liners. You know, that they are just the perfect fourth liner. I mean, you you can't really think of anything else you would want out of your fourth line. I mean, you're never going to have like a guy who's as talented as uh, some of our top six guys that, that low. So to have these guys have Nick Dowd, have Garnet Hathaway, who you're not at all afraid to put against like, if I see Sidney Crosby lining up across from Nick Dowd, I'm not scared. And it's been a thing a lot of the time. Uh, you know, is it is it is it a perfect matchup? Of course not. Like obviously Crosby's the better player, but I'm not scared. I know that line is going to do their job defensively, and that's something like in the playoffs in the past. I feel like we didn't really have a great matchup with our fourth line against the first line. And I know we lost to the Ruins in five games, and it wasn't great. But that Dowd Hathaway Haglin line hey. did pretty damn oh, well against noticed. that. That line, that 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 Boston line, that Bergeron, Marshawn, and Pasternak line—that's going to be better than pretty much any line in the league that doesn't have a Connor McDavid on it. So, I mean, they're fantastic, and I know this is recently, and Nick Dowd's been great recently. Uh, I, I love I love that line. I love Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway in particular, but but Dowd particularly, and since you mentioned Hathaway already, has stood out to me. You know, he skates, yeah. he shoots, he's he's everything you want in a fourth line center. Yeah, I agree. So. Some some quick news t- to just skim over from uh from recent. Uh, so Oshie and Sherry were obviously back yesterday against the Jackets. Um, you know they obviously played well enough to win three to one. So no no complaints there. Happy to have both of them back. Uh, the other day at practice, Backstrom was skating, not in a non-contact jersey for the first time in quite some time. Obviously, so I'm I'm hoping that he comes back soon, but. You know, we don't, we obviously don't know he's still on injured reserve. If I'm not, if I'm correct, it's, right? I think it's retroactive. It was retroactive when they first put it. So at any point in time, they can take him off. He's eligible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just you know, he still is though. And then, uh, so TVR and Dowd are both on COVID protocol right now. Hey, COVID. We we love that. But um, another another cool thing that I saw um, it was on. I was just looking through the cap stuff on the NHL app, but. Uh, the Caps uh, hockey fights cancer efforts raised more than one hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars for for cancer research. So, I think that's great. That's a good. I stuff. mean, everyone liked that, you know. But so that's cool. And then uh, Tom Wilson got added to the to the long list of candidates for can- the long list of candidates for Canada's Olympic team. That's a tongue twister. But can you imagine? I can't the even theme. imagine what's going to happen on hockey. Imagine the person that you, like, they don't to... add to the roster over Tom Wilson. Now, to be fair, Tom Wilson's been playing like a top twenty Canadian forward this year. He should. He but, should. Yeah, be like, it's it. an obvious add to me, like to, because like he creates room for other people, and that's what you need in the Olympics. Yeah. You know, like who's going to yeah. move him out of the way? Is he the only guy from Team Canada that can make it from our team? Is there anybody else? I think yeah. so. Because yeah. we got really great Russian players and really yeah, great Yeah, because Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, but, uh, Orlov are all going to be going. Protus could possibly be going because he's – isn't Protus oh, Russian? I don't know. Belarus, if they're in the Olympics, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, oh, that's and right. then Protus. United States, you have um, Oshie, Johnny, uh, Carlson. Carlson. Johnny. Oshie's probably not going. Samsonov no. could go too, technically. He could possibly end up going. 
It's a possibility. Oh, she's, uh, no, she not with Vasilevsky it. and Bobrovsky there, right? I mean, that's just... Yeah. Uh, maybe. Well, maybe a third. I think they take three I think they, bring, they take three. three. That's just I think they do take three. And then Swedish... All I'm saying... We have Hagelin we in, in Backstrom. Too. Yeah, I don't think Eichel's going to be able to, though. Yeah, Because sure they, they said that, like, the earliest he could play is, like, February. Well, he's back on the so, ice. Yeah, he's been yeah, playing good. They, yeah. yeah, like, they said that, like, the earliest it'd be is, like, around February, so. We'll see. They might just I wish we I wish we would cool. have Eichel, but that'd be awesome. We kind of need him. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I can't mean, even. Canada's I just can't, Im- <laughs> I just can't imagine the explosion that will be hockey Twitter for multiple months if if tom wilson is named to the they'll Canada have to roster. admit he's good now they'll have to say he's like, good. it's it's crazy but yeah, that i'd i'd obviously we'd all obviously love to see that happen so that'd be that'd be a sight to see but um, i think it will i think it honestly will yeah I do. that's my be, prediction that'd be so that'd be so great oh Hot and, take, and vanacek vanacek for the czech republic's probably gonna go too i just remembered that he's probably because he's probably yes. the best true yeah true name Morazic, so, but that's it so let's 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 do our manscaped read for the for the episode. Go so I'll for do it, this buddy. Now. Man, it's all you. Oh yeah, this this is my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> ho ho ho, gentlemen! The holidays have come early this year as manscaped has the gift that keeps on trimming. Santa's beard isn't so appealing when it's coming out of your trousers, and that's why manscaped, the leaders in below the waist grooming, have you covered this holiday season. Now available in your country. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to keep their trees trimmed and ornaments polished. Go to manscaped.com and use code PHP for 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Thank you, Manscaped. We love you. But uh, back to caps. Uh, so Does it work on cats? <laughs> hey, I mean, I try. <laughs> the, the raise, if you get a lawnmower, it comes with a, a skin guard that you can clip on so that it's not like, you know, could be safer. Yeah, so well, you I guess it's it All right. Uh, that yeah. is not a part of the Manscaped approved message. You should not be shaving your cats with this stuff, but if you're getting it works, so, cool. <laughs> we are not responsible for any injured cats. Exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, I, saw, I saw people. I saw people talking about this on Twitter a little bit. I didn't get to read the entire conversation with everybody, but people are curious, I guess, for like Ian's opinion on our goaltender battle and just like what's yeah. your quick opinion on either of them? Like who's who's your guy? Who do you like? Why? Was why that guy not? trolling? I couldn't tell. Like, he, like well, yeah. when that. you have when you have a screen of of RM and B hater, you might. Yeah. You might. Uh, no, um, it was actually kind of a. I don't know. I I actually think it's great when people perceive something with a site and ask us questions that are less complaining and more, you know, question like actual, you know, I want to understand this. Like uh, we, we have all day for, for, for questions like that. And uh, anyways, like I would just say that, and hopefully I, I think, I think my other blog, I don't want to lump them in on this, but I think they'd probably agree with this analysis is that, I think both of them are kind of average. Um, neither of them have separated themselves too much. Uh, I think Ilya Samsonov has like more talent, but he's been less consistent. And I think v- Vitek has been more consistent, but less talented. And, and it, and it kind of reflects in the numbers where uh, I think the, the goal save against replacement, like, uh, like Vitek is in the negative and Ilya's like, plus three plus four mm-hmm. and so i don't know it, it, it's a hard one it's like neither guy has really taken the reins neither guy has become elite 
and they need that. Okay, I, 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 this is sacrilegious now, but I want to bring something up to you. Oh, sure. I wonder. This is this is something. It's not Carl Hagwin trade provinces. Okay, I've I've, I've grown up from. No, that. no, no. I think I know what it is. So we we here when Tra- you know Travis Tuttle, the guy who yep. had the sign. You know who Travis yes. is. Yes, yes. So and he was Sean, on yeah. here. He was on here. He brought up a very very interesting person to be possibly traded for. Now, like I said, both these young goaltenders we have control over. I'd much rather keep both of them. Yeah. But if I want to be like, let's put ourselves over that top. Let's get a goaltender that's experienced, is a veteran, a one-year deal, a guy who could literally just take us to the cup. I think I know where you're going with this. There's a person, there's a certain person in Chicago who needs to be free from that hellhole. His name is Marc-Andre Fleury. Oh, that's interesting. And if they could afford him, that'd be awesome. They could absolutely afford him because since a lot of their guys are on long-term IR, plus they can move some contracts around or just throw Hagwin to them because why not? Um... <laughs> what is this contract? Eight million a year? No, it's like seven something. It's 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 okay, a lot of <laughs> But uh, I think you'd have to have Chicago retaining half. I the, think I he think makes six million. Would so you three million be, is something we if, could get off if the, the goaltending situation becomes any bit sour? Like let's say Vanacek starts regressing a little bit and it just isn't, or let's say Samsonov comes down from this like I hope not, but this incredible peak of his career, like. Do you see them maybe like looking this and would you like them to maybe bring in Marc-Andre Fleury? Not only for the goalie situation, but just to piss off that team up north in Pittsburgh just a little bit more. Like just to, uh, to twist the knife. I think, I think it's got to be the right move mm-hmm. uh, now and long term. Um, and it, it's a hard one to juggle because like it was concerning right when Fukali came up and had the shutout that was, it was like that yeah was like, that was whoa, awesome but it was trouble. also like oh <laughs> man he just came up and threw a shutout Ugh. that doesn't it was like it felt good but then it also didn't you're just feel like good. this guy could put the shutout yeah wait I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know i think i you know mark andre fleury is a crazy i thought you were gonna say Braden holtby i uh, I, I, yeah. I i think with but holtby, they're getting rid of they're getting rid of dobby so that would be um, like that would be like that would be like basically taking two steps back in the goalie situation getting hold. I don't know. I don't know. I think he's good. I think behind this defense he'd be really good, but I, I just think I he has an extra year and getting Marc Andre Fleury on that last year, the deal might cost us a lot less, considering how like the how... Man, you know, at the trade deadline that, that could be interesting. You're right. If they retained half they would probably have to throw a first and like a lot at it, mm. but uh, you know, I mean, I, you, that'd I mean, be interesting. I Flurry wants out of there. Like, I think, yeah, because Flurry almost retired there. He, he said, "I don't want to be here." Yeah, yeah. He literally was like, "I'd rather oh. retire than play that's, here." That's a tough one to read into, but that's, yeah. but that's a that's an interesting idea. I like it. I like it. But I mean, I, if you've I think, got moth. You've got. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're good. It's just I, I, I think it's just unsettled. You know, you look at the stats, right. it's think... just unsettled. There is too much inconsistency. I was more on the line. I love Vanacek's cons- – I love Vanacek. Like, he gives – like, Laviolette is kind when he says they always give us a chance to win. Yeah. Which is true. Absolutely. But but that also means they're kind of – like, like he, what he's not saying is they're kind of <laughs> average most nights. And, and, and like, you know, I, I want to bring up the poop game because I, I think that's important for context to Ilya. So, you know, Ilya had the, the accident. He oh, hurt himself. Yeah. He missed the playoffs. The Lamar Jackson um, You know, then he had COVID twice the year before. Like, there's immaturity issues there. So, like, when the poop game happened against Florida, the first – like, like when they played Florida, when he, like, removed himself before the game, 
like when it was starting could go to the bathroom which is what we all assume happened um it, like like if that happened with Braden Holpe you just be like all right whatever but with Modilia, you want to call it the poop game because it's just like it was so bizarre like the whole thing was so bizarre and like when you have other things with that context it's just like Ilya sometimes just uh, it's just I don't know I, I I don't even know how to explain it it's just like he definitely has the talent to be a oh, top man. goaltender in, in most ways. Like he can't handle the puck. I think he's so acrobatic that he is, he has a penchant for getting hurt. So he's going to have durability issues. And I, but I think he's finding a more easier way to play in goal. Um, but yeah, it's just, the, it's just a weird goaltending. You know, I think, I think some people might assume that we have, we have favorites because we write like social, posts you know sometimes mm-hmm. um where like you know like Ilya's more around the russians so i'll write ab- about Ilya more so that means i like Ilya more or something like that like i don't know like vtex no offense to vtech he's kind of boring without verana you know like there's just nothing oh, about man. vtech about you know he just takes he just takes, he just takes photos with, his... with that <laughs> <laughs> but but no he's cool i like him he's a really nice guy but like like writing wise like he's just not there's not much there's not much to write yeah, about i agree i'd rather have a boring yeah. a boring goalie than a goalie that shows up late sure. to breakfast though so. <laughs> i think but, I think, it's, like, but it's like yeah, yeah yeah or yeah team breakfast whatever that was um so i don't know i so like I, I don't have any favorites honestly i like to be honest i'm i'm kind of flummoxed by the situation i'm not really impressed by either one um sam Sonoff has gotten a lot of time a lot of time, a lot of opportunity to prove himself, and he hasn't. Uh, beyond that first, he hasn't just seemed the same since that ATV accident. So, um, I think this, I think this, this current stretch for him has been the best he's looked since, and I think yeah. it's promising to see him get back to that. I think the biggest Definitely. thing is, like you said, it's mentally the team with with Vanacek playing as well as he did last year. It put that block. It, I think it mentally messed with him a little bit. I think it got in his head because he was like. He was basically being, you know, ushered in as this next big goaltender. You know, the year before Holpe left, when he was here, he was the backup. And Samsonov played incredibly that year. His first year, he was insane. And I was like, if you put a really good defense in front of him, he's going to be your guy. But in my opinion, I think this year he's finally got that confidence back and that mojo. Like, not only is it like now he's realized, you know, I have a guy behind me that's really good. But it's also like, you know, I'm still good. I'm still the goaltender I can be. I just need to be out, go out there and focus on it. And I think that's something that's good to see. Because I think last year was just the craziest fucking season of all time for hockey. I think it was just nuts. Yeah. Was all kinds of shit happening. The Capitals basically lost their entire team to COVID at the beginning of the year and like started just rattling off wins against everybody. It's just awesome. Okay, so Will has to go. So let's get predictions out of the way quick. I want Will's. Uh, so we play the Ducks tomorrow. Then we don't play again until Friday versus the Penguins. And then Saturday we play America's team, the Buffalo Sabres. So... Let me get your three predictions, Will, and then you can go. Anaheim is really good. I don't yeah. know how yeah, or why, but they are. <laughs> I actually think we are going to lose this game. The Ducks seem to have our numbers sometimes. Uh, I actually don't know if the numbers back that up at all, but it feels yeah, like those yeah, games are Yeah, they lead the series 1-0 to zero right now. They won 3-2 well, yeah, the the in overtime first time. Uh, but they're, they're, they're good. They're good. Uh, the Penguins are... Um, First of all, is Crosby even the best player on the Penguins anymore? Jake Gensel looks fantastic. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, there are no questions about mm-hmm. that for Ovechkin. You know, it's just uh, it's just all time totem pole is getting closer and closer. Just saying. Just saying. Just we saying. could go back to we could go back to season one and find a quote from from Will where he said that 
uh, that Crosby steps up more in the playoffs than Ovi does as a whole. Oh, so yeah, hold goes. on. Yeah, think, you can't I be think like historically this that's accurate. Historically, you're wrong because historically Crosby's ass now. <laughs> I mean, he was injured. I mean, you got to get um, I think we. I think we beat the Penguins. We're a better team than the Penguins. And, and, and against the Sabres, it's just about, you know, if you can get Ovechkin a couple goals because that team has no chance. Against, is, is the Penguins uh, game at home? Like the the Penguins game's at home, right? Penguins game is at home. That's two straight with Penguins at home. And then Buffalo cool. is away. Cool. So, yeah. Ian, how, what do you have for for the three games? I think also, they'll lose two of three. Go. We love you. I think they'll lose two of three. I don't we know. Don't I, I think they've. I think they're kind of in their mid mid season slumperoo, um, and I don't know. I, I don't know who they'll lose to, but I, I think I think they're kind of just gonna. I, I'm also worried that they're gonna have more COVID issues. So hopefully not. But hopefully not. I mean, the team is fully vaccinated, right? So. The, the yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, but it, you know, so, you know, who knows? But the NHL says, you know, the, and the Capitals say they were fully vaccinated, but you know, not having a booster, you know, that might. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. I we'll see. I, I just think right now it's a weird time for them, and, and Nick Dowd probably has an oversized role in the team that might affect them more than it seems. So yeah, that's true. I want him back very quickly. All right, am I gonna yeah. go? All right. Um, there you go. Uh, we smoke the Ducks. We smoke the Penguins. We smoke the Sabers. Have a nice night, everybody. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, Ducks. I mean, we just came off of a win against Columbus. Uh, the Ducks beat us in OT last time. It's on the road. The Duck. Like Will. Will. Like Will. Spot on. Like I don't know why or how, but the Ducks are just really good this year. Like for like yeah. compared to how they've been in years past. Like obviously they're not like top of the league, but. Compared to like past years, Ducks teams they Troy have Terry. improved significantly. Troy Terry is broken out into being a star. USA, he's going to be great in the Olympics. Uh, he, I mean, obviously he's not Jack Eichel yet, but he could take Jack Eichel's role for the Olympics if he can't play. But I'm going to say that we beat the Ducks in overtime and get our first overtime win of the year. No, we're not beating that team in overtime. Yeah, Trevor you want to bet? <laughs> no, yeah, Trevor Zegers is also going to be a a huge star one day his stick handling skills are are crazy yeah. he like i see like glimpses of patrick kane in him sometimes like the fancy shit that he does every once in a while but ducks is definitely going to be a close game but i'm usually i'm usually not very optimistic in predictions and sometimes i get surprised so i'll try to be optimistic this week and i'll say we beat the ducks it's not going to be more than by, by it's not going to be by more than one goal i don't know why that was hard to say but we smoked the penguins. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I could just like see us losing to the Sabres, but I don't think we will. So I'm going to say. Yeah, I think they will too. <laughs> you remember? Like, you I remember don't know why. Last year, during it just the it just sounds too good like... to be true for the for the Craig Caps Anderson with the three nothing shootout or shutout <laughs> or something crazy. I, like it just it, like even like we could play the Coyotes three games in one weekend. Like it, like we're still going to lose yeah. one game because we're the Caps. Lose one but... week, fuck it. <laughs> what? Oh, they're what? not. What? Oh, they were we're going into the holidays. We're going into the holidays. Happy holidays with our Manscaped products. It's the best time of the year. I'm going to be optimistic. So three and zero on the week. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You mean sellout? <laughs> use code PHP. Use that code, yeah, use ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Y'all don't gotta buy the I do. Razor, I, I do have other things you can buy. One you guys last... can buy a ball deodorant for like. You can $10. buy a shirt. Still use our code. <laughs> uh, I have one more thing to mention. This is very quick. I just saw something on Twitter. There is the Jack Adams 
uh, odds. The Jack Adams. And would you Ooh. guys like to know who's number – the top three. Who would like to guess the top three? What's the ranking? It's not the, Peter Laviolette. It's not I Peter Laviolette. Well, like, I saw Will commented about that on Twitter for Coach of the Year. Like, Laviolette's not even in the top five it's, voting. It's, it's like, Suter in, in Calgary, Brindamore in Carolina. Why the hell is Brindamore there? Calgary's not a bad pick. Why is Brindamore I think Calgary's a great pick. I don't know about yeah, Carolina. I, I don't – I'm on the fence. I think Toronto's okay. I think my top launch, three, my top three would be Suter, probably Gallant, and then either Laviolette or or um, Sullivan in Pittsburgh. Currently, it's sad. It's sad that year? Andrew Burnett won't get a lot of credit in Florida. It, well, it's that's. What I think the he's a great coach. Too. I think that sucks because I think he should get the credit, and I think they should. Yeah. I think he should, but I think it's. He's tough a great coach too. Absolutely, yeah. he's incredible. I mean, he orchestrated that comeback against us. Like Jesus, man, I love him. Um. All, all in favor of making the episode title "Pizzas Here Never Breaks." Raise your hand. <laughs> raise oh, your yeah. damn hand, Will. Raise your damn hand. Peer pressure. No, you, I, had, uh, I had it Ian, on my mouse. I was like, Ian, do you have any uh, any questions for us that we can answer? Obviously, obviously, you're the interviewee, but you know, if you have any questions for us, we'd obviously be happy to answer them. Absolutely. I need, I need a shirt. That's that's my first. <laughs> I need it. I need it. I just need it. That's number one. Now, um, I'd say, let's see, um, what do you think sites like mine don't do enough or don't get right? Uh, you can so, say whatever you want. I don't care. Yeah, uh, yeah I'll be, I'll be honest. Okay. I mean, I'm not going like, to slander you. Obviously, you're, that's why I asked you to be on no, the show. No, you can slander but... me. You I can think slander if me, I were, if, if I were, your website sucks. The caps blow. <laughs> it's terrible. The name's <laughs> bad. Um, it should have been the first I, I think, name. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think like you know sites like you like, not even like again, not like at your. No, you're not. You're not going to insult me. You're not going to insult me. Not at, not at RMNB specifically. Just like, all blogs and like you know media outlets like yours just in general like i think you kind of hit the nail on the head with it earlier and like that's something you're trying to improve on is like bringing other people up and like interacting with you know just the general yep. population more I, I think like like you said you know in podcasting or just in like the hockey media world like the networking is so cool it's like you know everyone's so nice and like someone had but told there's us also that, a like, certain competition to everything yeah yeah obviously. yeah definitely it's, it's, but like it's like media. something something that I, i've realized like really quickly just like in the podcasting stuff you know when i'm trying to get guests for the show or you know just help us grow and stuff like people from other podcasts are always like significantly very nice and like helpful like mm -hmm. we had we had our one of our friends from caps chirp or on a couple times we've had people from chirp and dmv on and like you know they're always quick to give advice you've been quick to give advice everyone's everyone's always helpful and like that's something that i've always appreciated so far and like you know like i said i think you hit the nail on the head with it like just like bringing other people up and like being someone that people can reach out to you know like like it was funny like when i was talking to you in locker um and i was like well first if you want to be on the show i need to follow back on twitter and and you're, and then Locker was like, "Ah, oh, damn, you big boy, dear, like big league." And I was like, <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. No, I know. I know. This is the type of stuff that that it's true. And, um, yeah. No, I'm I'm listening. I'm like Fraser Crane and. I so the way I that say, I, uh, yeah. I have a tip, the way that you could start with that is uh, is writing an article about us, you know, posting about us tomorrow. <laughs> okay. But... Okay. No, <laughs> if I you think, actually yeah, write an article about us, that'd be pretty sick. But um, if you yeah, can close for the article, DM me any questions you have. Okay. I, I, I okay. like writing about hockey stuff, so just let me know. But I think yeah, would I you know. also say that a lot of blogs uh, or or media sites in general just 
from the multimedia angle, I don't know if that's the right way to call it, but like the streaming angle, mm-hmm. like are kind of eh. like like there's all like a certain niche that everyone fills, and I, I don't know. Like one thing that you know, like I think stuff like uh, like what you're saying, like having more merch, um, getting onto Twitch more, and actually developing that, um, and and things like this. Like I really enjoy this. So yeah, speaking of merch, everybody go check out our merch website. We just opened it. It's really sick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, do it. I had I had to plug that in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a shirt. Merch. Please I can buy send you the merch. I can we'll send you the merch link. link. And if you wanna it's, it's, in that yeah, article, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to get to it for the, me. No. Do not get it for me. Do not shout no, out once again no. to Dave for the awesome logo. You're uh, four broke selection. college students. Four broke college students. Yeah, exactly. I you know, you got I try I was trying to give you guys free pizza. Like like oh man! That's yeah. sick. I was trying to orchestrate something; it just didn't come together. Ah, it just awesome. didn't yeah. come together. When, um, when we're all home or something, maybe over break, we can have you on like, again. We'll, if we'll you go want. to like the <laughs> we can pizza. Pizza. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll have you um, on again at some point. If I were to summer. say something, oh, you guys are family now, so that sounds great. <laughs> you actually, as well. I actually, I actually have something like okay, so, so I, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I think I think I accidentally caused a little bit of an S storm. And I didn't think I would a few weeks ago. When okay, so Noah, I don't know Noah. <laughs> we know we know what I'm going to talk exactly about. I know exactly what this is about. <laughs> we know what I'm going to talk about. Yep. And, and, I, and I might yep. try to thin the. I might try to thaw the ice here. So Noah, Noah uh, went on uh, on Twitter and uh, what? Who did he say? Like he, who, faked, who uh, he said that Vitek had shoulder surgery. So, yeah. And he got the. And it was on NHL Soviet. Network. Awesome. And, and I, I was, you know, okay, so we're a media site, and I, and I don't want to use this as, like, a, an excuse, you know, because I, I think Noah sometimes might, uh, from what I've seen retweeted, might be, might, you know, he's like the avant-garde of, of Cap's tweeters, and so, uh, and so, like, there was also a context for me a little bit, but, like, when you, when you, <laughs> when you, when you put out fake news, I get that it's a funny prank. Yeah. Okay. Like, but I'm a news site. Yeah. And we so if I f that up, so I blocked him, and and so I'm asking you guys, what should I do? I'm blocking. I don't. Are we making news? Free Noah. Hashtag Free Noah. after this. Hashtag Free Noah. Okay. Unblock him, and then whenever you're going to get news. Check for the verified logo. <laughs> I, I, I do. We do understand full-heartedly what you guys do. It's right, not like we're right, sitting I'll here like, upset. I'll block him. Let's go. But I think that – um, But I think that, like we said, it was just like – Some people just were like, oh, it was just – I mean, like, you're, you're a news Squash site. You're a legitimate yeah, news site. Okay. I – When I did the block – All right. So, like, I don't – Okay. I'm just a normal guy like you guys. All right? Like, I, I you know, I, I, I'm just trying to get by every day. With my job and and I'm playing with my kid and I play video games and you know I read a lot. Okay, so like I'm just a normal dude. So like when I'm blocked up, I was thinking in terms of like this is not a big deal at all. And this is the best way to handle this is that we don't want to get burned in the future on something silly like this. And this person kind of may not be reliable on some tweets. So so I thought that you know I thought that and then the, but then like oh my god a certain like it was like Rip Arm and B night after we did that, like he found out and then everybody got mad. And I was like, I, I was like, I, I didn't even know how to, 
okay, so like I didn't even know about it until some other people told me what happened, and, and I was just like, oh my god, I created an S storm by just doing that, and I felt so bad for. I was like, why are people fighting over this? You know, I was just it was. So I'm blocking. Noah, you're free. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. There you go. You guys did it. You guys yeah, did it. Right? We, I, you know, it was, you know, it was really. Yeah, but you also have to make sure he behaves. You also have to make sure he behaves. In the back of my head was in the back. I can't of my guarantee head. that. I back of, who you <laughs> see yeah. in the streets, we can't stop. No him. promises um, about that. But like in the back of my head, I was like, I was like, should I say like something? Should I just be like, I got one thing, one piece of advice. I was gonna be like, hashtag free no one, leave the call, and <laughs> just like. But I'm glad like it's able to be because like I remember when it happened. It was mostly the thing that shot me about that was just like when he got on NHL Network. That was the funniest thing to me because. I was like, damn. Yeah, like, again, like, again. That's, I mean, if you're if you're into the pranks, I'm not necessarily into pranks, but like, that's a successful prank. So kudos, okay, kudos. I mean, that's that that's something you hang your hat on. But group therapy uh, sessions at Pizza's Here <laughs> podcast, we're squashing beef today. Absolutely, yeah, look at us. Yeah, and I think you know one thing I want to tell you guys too is just like from my perspective. It was just like when the Armin B hater tweeted us, like, y'all love Sammy and hate everybody else. And like, people can't, like, I actually, okay, I don't know about other people, but like, I love constructive criticism mm -hmm. because I think I kind of suck and I want to do better. And um, if people are perceiving something or seeing something that I, I want to help them know what our truth is, you know what I mean? And so I wish, I, sometimes I wish Twitter was like less combative which is unrealistic but i i wish it was more like uh, like that at least in the r caps twitter world like i wish people would be would tell me like i want more of this i want less of this i think you could do this better like i wouldn't insult me i, I that would actually that would actually really help and so i think i think that's one thing that you know is an interesting perspective is yeah, that absolutely. you know if a lot of people read the site and have passions about it well, tell us how we can do it better. And maybe I should put that in a post and just ask people. You know what I mean? And they can go wild in the comments and I'll read it. But absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible. So, anyways. Yeah. I think so that's... I'll end us off with, oh, yeah. with our inspirational yeah. quote of the You're day. I'm blocking right now. We're peaking on two hours. I uh, DM'd him and told <laughs> yeah, him. I have no complaints. This has been all I should probably get back to my son. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> So, so today's inspirational quote is be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. You don't know the whole story of everyone else's around you's day. Yeah. You only know a fraction of their life and how they feel. So go out of your way to make someone smile and be happy today. Be a light in like the world. That. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Beautiful you. Quote, but, uh, thank like you that. again for coming on Ian. Yeah, I look forward so to reading your article first thing tomorrow yeah, morning. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, want you, I look forward I want to reading you to your article God and all your, life. <laughs> I look forward to I look forward to all the quote tweets that you're going to be posting on the RM and tomorrow, <laughs> bro. Just like all like the, it's going to be incredible. But thank, thank right, you wait, wait, for coming wait. on. We appreciate unblocked, it. unblocked. Let's go. He's free. He's I free. know you're free. You're welcome. He's by the free. Way. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys all for watching. Uh, see you next week.